This is the open bar, opening bar. Actually, I think I forgot this part. <laughs> Thanks for listening all up in your car. YouTube Live is where we are. Wait, are we J Mike? That's my co-host, by the way. They sorta call me Gabe on the mic every booze day. Oops, I meant Tuesday. Though really, who's to say? I think it's about time to press play. Go. Stunt, the soup is not a meal thing, so yeah. That's fair. Probably my <clears throat> food guy. Well, like, what's what's jambalaya cat classified as? That's not mm-hmm. a meal. That's got your carbs. It's got your protein. It's got your fat. That's a meal. Yeah, I don't I'm think saying it's a meal, but is it a is it's it a got soup? Rice, it's got rice in it. It's got rice. It's in got it. a bunch of stuff yeah. in it, but I mean, you know. Yeah, but no chicken and wild rice. Like that's soup, isn't it? I think. I mean, like, mm-hmm. but like not, it. not all. It's they're not all like super, uh, like liquid. Oh, I see what you like, did. You'd have like okay. a thick jambalaya. Super. Yeah. Right. I mean, you throw like enough crawfish and chili soup. Oh, there's no way Joe would soup, man. You can't put a soup on a hot dog. You, you ain't putting chicken noodle on your hot dog, right? Well, so, the nastiest hot dog I ever heard of. Oh, well, there goes my dinner. I think chili, like chili's just chili. Like, you can't call that soup. Well, then yeah, jambalaya's not a soup either. It's jambalaya. I think you know, it's, yeah, it's something that's thick too. separate. Yeah, maybe. What's the? I mean, what's the ratio? What's the ratio got to be between, you know, solids Broth and, and, and uh, liquid? What's the ratio? What's the rash? Well, I'm gonna tell you. I think you once right you put now. in like, I think once you put in like a carb, once you put in like rice, or I think with like chili, once you start, you know, adding in the ground beef or whatever, whatever protein you put in there, then I think it just, I mean, the, it goes out of the soup category after that. If you I, run chicken, but chicken noodle soup noodles. I mean, so if you mm-hmm. run it, if you run it through a strainer and the bowl is still fifty more than fifty percent full, like that should be. Sort of it's a liquid said, huh? dish typically made by boiling meat, fish, or vegetables, etc., in stock or water. So I think the stock is what does it. The if stock, you're stock in there. Yeah, okay. which bouillon? Bouillon is just like cheap stock, right? So. Yeah, yeah. Soup. Wait, soup. You, consider yourself soup, bitch. So, so uh, you just you you just said that bouillon cubes are basically. David Johnson. It's cheap stock. Oh, oh, Look at that. You know this man's a host. Look at that segue. I mean, I'm just Look saying. At that segue. I'm just saying. I, yeah, can we, he can said we introduce the guests first? Do, can we introduce the show? No, just David Johnson? Okay. Have Wait, at her. Also, who's using bouillon cubes? You gotta use the paste. I'm a, I'm a pasty boy. Yeah. Uh, I use the cubes. Seems more ways than you know. I'm cheap. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm cheap. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I, I feel like we still haven't figured it out um, to a degree. Kind of kind of like a lot of things in fantasy football. Segway. This is the open bar. Opening bar. My name is Gabriel Gearing. My co-host is Jay Mike. Uh, we're here, man. It's it's live. It's nine thirty Eastern ish. Um, heavy on that ish. We we came at you, you just right on the edge of ish, edge of ish, but not quite. Still an ish. So <laughs> we are feeling it. We are. Uh, 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 I I don't know what else to say. But hi, J Mike. How are you? 
Hola, como esta? And that's the extent of my Spanish. I'm doing okay, yeah. man. Thanks a lot. <laughs> thank you for thank you for asking. It's good to be with you. Well, chicken tortilla uh, soup. I see. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Gabe. I don't know if we've done this before, but I, we might as draft? well. Soup draft. Have we had I a soup know, draft? Yeah. No, we haven't. But let's do it. I don't know if we know what soup <sighs> yes. is, but we can definitely draft it. Y'all didn't do that when, because uh, it sounds like you had an argument or a conversation about soup while I wasn't here. Uh, is that true? No, no. I don't. I don't. What if I just say that I wasn't coherent when that happened? Yeah, I believe um, you. I might have been. You know, I might have had the itis. Uh, if that, if it, you know, allegedly, allegedly, mm-hmm. uh, I just don't. I don't quite remember having that conversation. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know that happened. I, I don't. I don't think that you can put me. If, if the glove don't fit, you must quit. So, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> those are true. True words. Soup draft. Let's go. Um, we're gonna go oh, around the horn here um, with your soup selection. Please introduce yourself. Uh, feel free to include soup in your name if we're changing handles tonight and including your favorite soup. I'm totally into it. Um, I'm a big fan of alliterations. I'm a big fan of, you know, just creativity in general. So, uh, there's not a lot of pressure cooker on this, but come on guys, come on, have at her. We're going to start from, let's go counterclockwise, starting at the top, right? You know who you are. Introduce yourself and give me your soup. Hello group. My name is Adam. And, uh, I just think anytime that you can get a cure to all illness and a hearty meal you have to take it so i'm gonna go with chicken soup right off the grip wow bland question do you have a soda on the side (laughs) (laughs) obviously ginger ale in case my tum tum hurts (laughs) chicken soup soup. Chicken noodle soup with the soda on the side. <laughs> Let it rain and clear it out. <laughs> that one's been a while for me. <laughs> oh, that takes me back. Yeah. All right. Uh, welcome, Adam. Nice to have you, man. Hey, how are you? Just, just living. Just here, right. living. Yeah. I thought you said livid at first. I was like, "What's well, wrong? Do we, need, do we need to talk? What's up? Did the David Johnson thing get you?" A little oh. heated, a little tight. That's just sad. Yeah. All right. We can talk about it later, man. It's all right. Uh, all right. <laughs> and and clockwise motion, bottom right. What's your name? What's your soup? Give it to me, baby. Yeah, James the Brain here. And, uh, man, my soup, I got to stick with being a Wisconsinite, and I got to go with beer cheese. Beer cheese soup here in Wisconsin, Ooh. man. They make okay. it right with some, yeah. some good beer. Yeah. It's Yeah, yeah, that's a good. Whenever you could combine beer and cheese, you have to take that. So that that's it. Um, and, again, soup is not a meal. It's a side. As long as, as, long as <laughs> oh. you're approaching it like it's a meal, all right? I'm just telling you now, soup is not a meal. It's not hearty so. enough. Once it gets too hearty, it becomes something something not soup, you know? <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> this man's got but that, what if the soup fills you chicken up? Chicken noodle soup. Chicken, mm. chicken like, noodle on the side? Well, up on the soup is it a meal? Because I could fill myself up on Rice Krispies and I could have a meal. <laughs> you know, yeah, you're well on the way. Like, we just watched you like get on, you know, get started on. I'm there. just saying we need to we need some ground rules. 
I, I suppose if you if you can justify, hey, I had dinner tonight. It was eighteen Rice Krispie treats. Yeah. Then you could probably justify soup as a meal. So maybe you're okay. onto something there. But traditionally, yeah. I would say more more times than not, soup, not a meal. I hear you. I okay. hear you. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, James, nice to have you on the show. Nice to meet you as a human. Turns out you are not just a brain, but you know a lot of other things surrounding that organ so it's disappointing i'm sorry um i'll do better next time i'm i'm letting you down here with arms and such you know uh but (laughs) but we we get to the man but i'm i'm pretty pumped because there is a chance that you and i actually get to sit down and have a drink in a couple months at the nfl draft so i'm looking forward to that you going oh yeah yeah i'm gonna be there so yeah 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 so so that's uh that's gonna be fun. That that'll be uh, that'll be when we get sit down and uh, and really yeah. try to convince the bartender, you know, to open the bar up for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that's gonna be the dangerous part. There is <laughs> is when um, that city gets in our blood. Uh, well, looking forward to that, man. Um, all right, uh, middle uh, uh, bottom. Sorry, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's my nickname in high school. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, it's not even your turn. <laughs> How do we get there? there? Middle bottom. Okay. <laughs> Introduce yourself and your soup. All right. I don't even know where to go after that quip from Will. But uh, I mean, <clears throat> uh, y'all know who I am. Uh, it's Chris Allen at Chris Allen FFWX. Y'all know the game. Y'all know the name. Uh, so through with it. I will just say that for me, I guess uh, my favorite soup uh, is a French onion soup. That'd be my my personal preference. Mm. Uh, get, get some cheese like drizzled on top, some mozzarella cheese like drizzled on top. Melt that stuff down with a nice side of bread on that. Uh, that is uh, that's the way to go right there. Man. Oh, you that's fancy? Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, I have I have my needs. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm a simple man, but uh, you know, when I when I want some good food, I mean, that's what I need. So there right. you go. Give me your favorite French phrase, Chris. I know you're mm. deep into the, mm. you know, omelette du fromage. <laughs> mm. Wow. Talk <laughs> dirty to me. <laughs> I think he just did. I'm not sure. I think he did. Maybe. I don't know. Talk, talk, that, che- talk that cheese talk, boy. <laughs> <laughs> middle bottom. Uh, middle bottom, <laughs> indeed. Middle bottom. Yeah. <laughs> Pass it on. All right. Bottom left. Your soup and your name, even though I believe you are now middle bottom as a name but not location. <laughs> yeah. I guess each time I come on. Some new names coming on board. What's well, Will Greenwood uh, at, from the Fantasy Joes? And I think if I had to choose one soup for the rest of my life, I guess I had to go with uh, the like Campbell's vegetable soup that has the alphabets in the, the alphabet in there. Because uh, I think I could eat that still. That's classic. For every man, meal. That's classic. I don't have a hard enough soup take about a soup I've had. Like I don't like. I found out I don't like lentils in soup, which is weird. Oh. Uh, nah. Is a uh, I also thought about this. The the guilty pleasure is the Panera uh, broccoli yeah. and cheddar soup in a bread bowl. Oh, oh yeah. Every bag like, yet, my dude? That's oh, kind of a cheat code. Oh, I haven't had that in so long, but that's a uh, that's good. I'd yeah. consider that a meal. Yeah. Uh, did, didn't Panera it's not, it's used to have? It's not a meal. Sorry, <laughs> it, that's not a meal. All dude, right. your bowl Come is on. bread. How is that not yeah. a meal? <laughs> 
it was, yeah. but you don't have any protein in there. So yeah. I'm with you. It's not a meal because you have your fats, yes. you have your fats with the cheese and you have your carbs with a baguette. Cause you would never dare eat that without a baguette. You just got to drop like some chicken in there. So bring your own chicken in your pocket and just like drizzle it <laughs> on. Bring your own chicken in your pocket. Who are you, Marshawn Lynch? Like what? Napoleon Dynamite with like yeah. the tots. You're just going to sprinkle the tots. <laughs> I mean, just walking around with chicken in his pants. Precisely. All the spices up. Yeah. Yo. That's... Oh. I think oh, I just man. learned a life lesson. I'm not leaving the house without chicken in my pocket from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> you should always have protein on hand. Or at, least, at least the chicken bouillon. I mean, come on. Right. Yeah, at least get the yeah. Have there a couple foods. Keep that paste ready, baby. Yeah. Right. Um. Well, nice to have you on again, my friend. Um. I don't think I said that to Chris either, and it is also equally nice to have you on. You again. Don't appreciate it. Yeah. So. Those are the guests. That's the open bar. Uh, J. Mike, is that about it? Or do you want to battle it out with our soups? Huh? Well, I think I've got, I think I've got the ultimate cheat code. I don't even know if we really want to put this to a vote between the two of us. Um, okay. Well, so I maybe put, you should I, go first. Yeah. Well, I see you in here. I don't know if you're going to cheat or not in the, in this so-called chat. I, I see oh, you, you in you here. You do see it. I'm just, I'm just not sure if you're going to cheat or not, but I don't, I don't, we'll find out. So I will, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm a little confused as to like again what soup is, but to me, I would consider ramen a soup, and and oh, yeah. particularly tonkatsu, which is gonna be just my favorite. It, little pork bone broth, okay? Okay. We don't mess okay. around. Okay. Um, this this is real, okay? Um, I don't know. I, there's nothing really else to say. If you want your soft boiled egg, you know, some scallions. I don't know. It's your vibe, but this I think I feel like I feel like I just get to own ramen now because no one else got to say it. I know I yeah. said a specific one, but now I just get to have all of them. Yeah. So that's a real bummer. Yeah, I should have said flex. that. Good flex. That's that's mm -hmm. yeah. So okay. does that mean that I own beer and cheese? Because if so, Chris <laughs> has to change his answer. Wow. Can't have cheese on that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you monopolize the cheese. Being in Wisconsin, it's all right. I could just I mean, stop all have the trucks. The, I'm going to be left here with just like tomato soup or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I almost said bisque. Mm, okay. A good yeah. crab bisque. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. These are the facts. Okay, but is tomato soup even a soup? Because yeah. I just read the Webster Come definition. On. It said it had to have a broth. <laughs> There's no broth in tomato soup. There's no meat broth in that. Adam, what were you just eating? Tomato soup is not. You were just you were just eating a rice eating, treat. And I was eating brain food so I could think <laughs> how, how tomato soup is not a soup. They've been lying to us our whole life. Hey, leave James alone, man. Yeah, man. Leave me alone. <laughs> Enjoy your bowl of ketchup or tomato soup, whatever you want to call it. Oh, Same no, difference. I would never. I would never. <laughs> is a is a chowder a soup? Mm. Well, the chowder is a chowder, which means that yeah, J Mike's next answer isn't going to be a or is soup it, either. I, or is like pho or pho a soup? I, I, yeah, pho's a soup if ramen's a soup. Yeah. This could be real. Really, really this is gonna. This is gonna get really dicey here the moment i yeah. start talking about is Taysom hill a quarterback okay so <laughs> i don't, I don't want to go there but y'all keep <laughs> he's the jambalaya unfortunately right. i had to start him there all last year so i guess he is Jeez. 
the in the chat, Tyler hit you with a Gabe going the Houston Astros route. Uh, I think oh, I think that's, uh, that's a low blow. Wow, yeah. <laughs> he had his that, that was a show, wasn't it? Ouch, too, too yeah. soon. If you apologize now and you're, you're like sincere, you might get ahead of it. But if you just if you just try to try to say it doesn't matter, you're in trouble, man. Right. It, is it is it is it bad that the only and I'll I'll get to my answer, but it's way less important than the conversation we're having. The is it bad that the only ramen I've ever had was a little package, like the ten cent package, uh, as a college student growing up. Um, is is that like like actual legit ramen? I'm told is like amazing. Oh yeah, but like mm-hmm. like college student ramen noodles is the only ramen that I really know. I haven't uh-huh. had any. I've had zero ramen. Yeah, my, my grandmother used that. to make this like the original kind, like when I was growing up. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I grew up on That's chicken, good. chicken flavor, chicken flavor, rotten. chicken flavor. Mm-hmm. What is uh, chicken? Wow, I turned out a whole lot more bougie than I anticipated. <laughs> oh, <that question>. oh <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> <laughs> Has anyone okay. ever mixed the flavors? Anybody ever gone the chicken and shrimp route or something like that? Oh, you no, but I've made a, a, with your ramen. Oh, I've never, I've never had any ramen. I just want to know. I just want to live vicariously through the feedback. No, yeah. You ever sick? You're already thinking about it without ever having that'll, ramen. That'll, that'll you're sick, yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah man. <laughs> man, when I was a kid, we used to have beef, right? One mm-hmm. time, one time, I remember mom mixed it up, man. She got chicken, and we didn't even know because the package was a different color. It blew our minds. We were like, "What? What is Isn't this?" Isn't chicken like the orange color? The or something like that? It was before we could like you know really read very well. So we're we're looking at it like, oh, is this like diet ramen or something? She got us. I don't know, like <laughs> sodium free or something. Yeah. So it took us a little bit to realize that there was different flavors. Right, diet ramen. Instead of three thousand milligrams of sodium, they just cut it down to about two thousand. Right. Do you think that you could do the cinnamon challenge, but with a dust packet of chicken flavor? Oh man, <laughs> hard out. I definitely want to. I want to have a a a fantasy football bet with someone to yeah. do that for sure, though. So who does someone not like? Maybe I'll like them. <laughs> I can't think of anybody that would actually do that. <laughs> Hot takes, Frank. Where's our band Frank? <laughs> yeah, no. Frank Fuego. Oh, yeah. Fuego. Frank would love to do that. He might he might be in on that. You might he, be right. He's my champion. Yeah. I choose Frank. Nobody can take Frank. It's <laughs> <Damn. laughs> gonna be my Actually, champion. Thank you, That's a really good idea. Um, J Mike, did you pick your soup? No, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and put the bow on it now. All right, um let's go. Come on. We got a show it, to do. You're right. I apologize. So yeah, uh, 106, uh the CEH, if you will, of this draft. <laughs> and uh, fit, very fitting that I'm going with yeah. a guy from Louisiana. Uh, I'm going with gumbo. Um, there you go, obviously, um, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge seafood gumbo fan. Uh, so I know that that's not everybody's bag, but it's definitely mine. Uh, definitely made with a chicken broth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can put all I mean, you can do all sorts of wonderful, wonderful things within a seafood gumbo, specifically andouille sausage, shrimp, green peppers, green onions. Um it's it's amazing. And again, th- throw a little bit of white rice in there. You still got mostly broth. But as it goes, it kind of transitions and transforms from a soup to kind of some strange amalgamation of delicious. Uh, that's just more kind of a slop as you as you go through. Right. So a- as the rice continues to soak up all of the delicious broth. So, yeah, gum- gumbo is my answer. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that I just got uh, a soup 
uh, a soup one for years to come. Mm. <coughs> wow. I think that's the one well, right there. I, that doesn't, isn't ramen and gumbo on the same level of like bougie? I, I feel like, oh, come on. Is that? Uh, no. Like, oh, gumbo's on the other end, man. Gumbo's like, you're feeding 60 kids with gumbo. That's what ramen is. I mean, no, I've never seen like a no. cow gumbo before, though. I mean, right. I know. <laughs> if you What's made your own ramen that's Damn. not from the packet, you were having a bougie day with your wife. If you're making gumbo, you're feeding like your 60 grandchildren. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> much, yeah. I tried to slip that in there. Y'all went all uh, Dikembe Magumbo on me. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> You've been waiting this whole time for somebody to pick gumbo because you thought of that. No, 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 no gumbo uh, for you. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> feed 60, but nobody eats. Yeah. <laughs> Killing me. All right, that's enough. Let's talk. 20 minutes in the open bar. We in here. Um, J Mike, you keep finding for, I, I mentioned this in our tweet that we put out on Twitter, um, indicating that we are indeed live. You can certainly heart it, retweet it. You don't even have to be watching the show. You could be right here on the show, retweeting it. That would be crazy. And then, but, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's what's happening. So I don't know where, where I was even, where I started. I can't remember, but I keep <laughs> thinking about gumbo. Um, and I'm hungry now, which is where the brain's mm -hmm. at, not the brain in the bottom right, but my brain. Oh my God. J Mike talk. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's do this. Uh, because, and one of the, one of the things that make, uh, ESPN, uh, just the, the, the major media conglomerate that it is, uh, are headings like this that, that really pull you in. Uh, and talk, this is talking about Drew Brees I'm looking on the NFL page homepage. Now it says what Drew Brees return means for the Saints, Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill. Like it's a, a, that draws you in. Right. That makes you feel like I really want to read this. I really want to check this out. Yeah. The video right under it. 142, excuse me, one minute, 42 second clip of Lewis Riddick. Uh, and it says Drew Brees is one of the greats. <laughs> OK, cool. Thanks, Lewis. Um, it. sweet. So, so next thing, time. yeah, maybe you guys will bring me back in because you, you had a really good heading and I enjoyed that next line down. And in, in terms of things, uh, Affleck defends the Patriots, uh, Ben Affleck quote, deflate gate was BS. So yeah, the, that's the, a hard, the hard hitting hitting. analysis. Yeah. That's all you need to know. <laughs> do you, do you guys ever think about like, all right. So Peter Howard is a guy that I use a lot because we're all friends with Peter Howard. He, this guy probably grinds like 13 and a half hours of just like watching his computer compute some sort of algorithm to do some crazy thing to give you this one tidbit of data. And then you're like, oh, ESPN just said that Drew Brees was pretty good at football. <laughs> Tight. <laughs> Tight. It's just so upsetting. Yeah, it, it, man, that, that is brutal. It's one of those things too where like, I mean, you read something like that or, you know, someone says something like that and you just feel like, man, this is this is where Booker, yep. this is how Booker gets his, he, yeah. he still has a job. Like, this it's is so how he's relevant. When he can say stuff like that, like, you know, why not? Because everybody else is. Yeah. Either that or they're just saying, 
random crazy stuff that they're just throwing mm-hmm. up against the wall. Like uh, Michael Jordan isn't in the top 50 best players all time in the NBA, like something mm-hmm. crazy like that. And people are like, you know, losing their minds because I mean, they're just trying to make headlines. So yeah, it's, yep. it's gotten to the point where man, I can just, uh, I, I've got the willpower now to scroll past that stuff and be like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. I already know what's coming. I know what's on the other side of that link. Yeah, essentially just talking just to talk at that point because there's no analysis behind it, right? I mean, yeah, Drew Brees is good, but what is that? Uh, that's the real question, though, right? That they that nobody really can answer at this point, right? Because uh, I think one of the things with Drew Brees is that like while he said he's coming back, so does that mean they have a contract put in place for him already, or did he just mm. announce he's coming back? No, I thought he got two years. He had a two year deal last year. Yeah, he right? got a two year. So how much is that going to hit against the team? I so how does that just a second? So, I mean, that's those are the questions that I was having, but then, but really, it's just, I mean, of course, the next question then is okay, Teddy, we're assuming Teddy's not going to be there. Taysom's going to be the backup. All right. But I mean, that's, that's the discussion that we need to start having, not about like how great Drew Brees is. Cause I mean, yeah, of course, we know that Drew Brees is a good quarterback. We know he's destined to be in the Hall of Fame, but we're concerned yeah. about the 2020 season. So what does that mean for, I mean, what does that mean for all of the pieces in New Orleans and also the domino effect that's going to happen with all the rest of the free agent quarterbacks now, Rivers, Brady, you know, all the rest of those guys. And that's the real question. Uh, okay, so I agree. And not to sidetrack us, track us too much, but when you mentioned Booger, all I thought of was, was what would uh, Peter Howard's version of the Booger mobile look like? Oh my goodness. <laughs> so you, you think they go one for one. What would he be showing up in the sidelines? I can't. Just a bunch of stuff misspelled. <laughs> like he shows yeah. up, he shows up in like a '94 LeBaron with a rolled cigarette, hanging out in the sidelines. Yeah. I, I just, I just picture I graffiti, graffiti across the side, uh, just three letters B O A for breakout H. Uh, <laughs> I think that would be. I think yeah, that, that or something funny. like UDFA's matter. Or something yes, like no, that's so much better. R- hashtag yeah. roster respect. Yeah, that, there you that's go. it. That's yeah. it. <laughs> so Drew Brees doesn't have a salary on either over the cap or spot track, but see, I think that's he, the he I, that's does. What I'm I, I didn't think no, they no. had anything in place. No, he is under contract, which is weird that there's no base salary, but his signing bonus is 15.9. Um, and then he's 21.3. Dead money, which obviously they wouldn't cut him, that would not make any sense. But right, looks like they just gave him an incredibly large dead cap, and he's gonna get 15.9 just for signing, and then they'll go from there, is what I guess they did. Yeah, see, I don't know. So that's, that's somebody I want to look into the finances. Somebody tweeted earlier, I, I was just trying to scroll through and find it. All the people that are under contract for the Saints next year, man, it was a good tweet. I, I'm, I'm gonna try to find it, but. I mean, on the offensive side, pretty much the whole line is under contract. And then obviously Kamara and Michael Thomas are under contract as well. So, mm-hmm. And then on the defensive side, they had a, re- a lot yeah. of really young guys like Davenport came on late and he didn't really produce right away. So they're they're pretty poised to go for another Super Bowl, Super Bowl run. I'm glad he came back. I mean, they're equally as poised as they were last year, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. I thought I had read somewhere they were losing five of uh, – potentially five of nine – starters on the defensive end but maybe i'm wrong i just i thought i had read that somewhere on twitter for this um, season or next season uh and, and according to Spotrack, his cap hit next year for drew Brees is 15-9 with the yeah. option for 2020 15. cap hit 
Oh yeah, his cap hits fifteen nine. His dead cap's twenty one three. Um, That's but, a deal. And Spot Track yeah. is Spot Track is ten five as a signing bonus, but over the cap is fifteen nine. Yeah, so five million more on uh, over the cap. So whichever one you want to trust, but either way, they're gonna <laughs> have to negotiate his base salary. Still, I guess it was just like a placeholder. Mm-hmm. But it was so a two, it know. was a two year deal. Like I mean, he, yeah, it was reported last year when he signed because we were worried about him retiring last year, and then it was reported that he signed a two year deal. But I've never seen a contract like that before, personally. And why were we even worried that he was retiring this year? Like, what what's that all about? If he's just signed anyway because of just all the the Taysom Hill hype, <laughs> everyone yeah. everyone uh, basically yeah. uh, put Taysom Hill in as the Saints QB starter, and then Breeze was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa guys, yeah. I'm, I'm actually coming back though." They're like, they were really. They were really pumped for Taysom time, and like Drew Brees said, he's coming back, and they can't do anything about it. So they're just <laughs> really like, sad. We forgot he did sign a two year, didn't he? <laughs> they're they're oh, gonna God, have like a seventy five twenty five split with Taysom Hill leading the charge. Mm-hmm. Drew Brees is on punt coverage now. <laughs> oh my gosh, he's he's part time offensive coordinator as well as the quarterback. They're trying to get all their money out of him. Yeah. <laughs> can, can, can I ask you guys this? And this kind of is birthed, birthed from conversations that we've been having over the last several weeks uh, and and even the conversations where people say, hey, we want to get out a year early and not a year late. Uh, we've got MT coming off uh, one of the great wide receiver seasons of all time. We've got Alvin Kamara coming into this is year four, right? Coming into year four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is what this this should be final year of his deal, right? I'm, I'm not yeah he certain wasn't a first round guy. It's his last year, right? So we're coming up on uh, what looks like the apex of uh, the Saints trio as it stands. Drew Brees mm-hmm. on the on the precipice of leaving, empty at the top of the mountain. Kamara now still a top five back in most people's eyes. Are you in the business of selling? or buying these weapons in New Orleans with the uncertainty of obviously Drew Brees past this season and everything else going on. Because, again, you can play the game of – you can play this game of uh, of chicken, if you will, where you get the production, and if your team's doing really well, sweet, you ride the production. Or you can play the game of, hey, he, you know, we don't know what the contract's looking like for Kamara. Is he going to hold out? Uh, could he get hurt and his value be tanked because it's four years and who's going to want to sign him and pay him what he's worth and all these other things? Uh, how are you guys navigating the landscape specifically with the Saints because of the fact the team has been so explosive? We just watched Michael Thomas do unseemly things. We watched Kamar get hurt in the middle of the year, and so his efficiency came down to some degree. Uh, where do you guys stand with, with that? A year too early, a year late, uh, just in time? What, what's going on? Yeah, you're way too late on buying Michael Thomas. So just for like a little reference, this is what I try to do pretty much every year if I have elite wide receivers because I like to build my team around wide receivers. I mean, if you could have like five wide receiver ones and then just figure it out elsewhere, that's my go-to. So last year I was trying so hard in every league because I had a lot of Antonio Brown to flip Antonio Brown for Michael Thomas. At the time, Antonio Brown was wide receiver three-ish. Thomas was like wide receiver seven. And I remember putting out a tweet thread last year about 
every league that I tried to send Antonio Brown for Michael Thomas. And it was at a point in time where you should have been able to do that. And it was already too late. So I, you can't really buy Michael Thomas right now, in my opinion. Some people out there do like to buy high, but I just that's just not how you play Dynasty, in my opinion. There's no point in buying somebody high. You just have to try to find the next guy. So you got to try to find the guy that you can – you know, trade your DeAndre Hopkins and and get the next guy. I mean, if you can get your DeAndre Hopkins and send him for something like Godwin Plus, that's the type of move that I'd be trying to make now. What's your point in buying Michael Thomas now? You're going to get a wide receiver that's going to light the world on fire, but you're going to have to sacrifice so much to purchase him. Kamara, on the other hand, though, I'd be buying Kamara because last year just didn't look like Kamara to me, and I think we saw a large enough sample to where Kamara is still Kamara and you could probably buy him for cheaper than what he'll give you in the future. And you are saying that you just kind of believe in the Saints offense in, in general. Sure, I mean, absolutely. It, yeah. You know, it's just of too course, expensive. Don't, don't, yeah, don't buy Michael Thomas. Yeah, he's the you know, top three right. dynasty overall, whatever. But yeah, Kamara, absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, I think a lot of people expected regression because his first two years were oddly like high in either the, the touchdowns or just the, the yards created. And, and it seemed like that was going to come down. And, you know, it did, but it kind of did in a weird way. I agree with you with with possibly, you know, injury as well mm -hmm. um, to boot. But um, I think I think we, we believe in the Saints offense and, and I don't know if it needs. I'm curious what it looks like with Drew Brees. Um, I. I I don't know. It's hard to say that like it's still going to be as elite as it is, but it, it seems like they have a good system, you know, with, with Sean Payton and company. Yeah, the the one good thing about Michael Thomas, and I, I don't disagree, I wouldn't be buying him here either. Um, but the one good thing that we learned about Michael Thomas is that he's his fantasy value isn't tied to Drew Brees. Brees missed some time, right. and Michael Thomas was still fantastic. I mean, his right. catch rate was great. It's two years in a row where his catch rate has been phenomenal. Um, the guy catches anything that's thrown in his direction. So uh, while I wouldn't be buying Michael Thomas, I'm definitely holding if I have him already. Sure. Uh, as, as far as Kamara goes, man, I don't think I'm buying him. I, I don't. I think we're heading into that year four, year five window where we start seeing that running back production go down. It's really tough for running backs now in the open market to get fair value. So I just don't know how much they're going to be valued, not to mention the fact that with the rookie class this year and even next year now with some of the guys who, who went back, man, there's, it seems like there's a, not a lot of jobs for a true bell cow type running back that's going to you know, command 20, 25 touches a game. So to me, he, he might be a guy that I would probably sell. Um, but I, I don't know that I want to sell him this year because I think his, his value is only going to go up uh, throughout the course of the year. So I think I'd probably hold him until maybe close to midseason. And then if I'm not competing or I feel like I can move him for a, a bundle, I'd probably move him then. Guys, I want to add real quick before the you guys jump back in. I just looked up on DLF the uh, February ADP that we just finished up. Are you, aren't you guys uncomfortable that the third and fourth overall players on the same team like that? They can't both pan out, mm. right? Michael Thomas is three and Alvin Kamara is four. There's no way both of them produce up to that. And I didn't know Alvin Kamara had gotten that high. I, I changed my answer. I, I would not be buying Alvin Kamara that high. I thought he was going to be right around like Nick Chubb or Alvin Kamara. And then I'd be like, sure, I'm taking Alvin Kamara. But if they're both three and four, I trust Michael Thomas's production much more, especially he could stand to even get a boost in the red zone. So mm -hmm. that's tough. There's no way that can work out between both players maintaining ADP at three and four on the same team. 
I mean, the Steelers with mm. with Le'Veon Bell and Antonio mm. Brown. Yeah, but was, was that really maintained though? Because basically, that just happened at one point, just like Kamara and Michael Thomas happened at one point, and then it kind of fell apart. And ironically, it's going to be in a similar point in Kamara and Lev's career that that's happening. I, I think a cliff comes way quicker for a running back than a wide receiver. And like James mentioned, Michael Thomas isn't – put Taysom Hill out there. You're not going to see much of a difference for Michael Thomas. He's just oh, – uh, oh, you know, he's he's at can't guard Mike because you can't guard him. Mm-hmm. I, and I agree with you. I mean, that's just incredibly difficult to hold – hold that value, but someone's got to go. Um, yeah. And, and I, I also did not know that he was that high. So I, if any, Seems if expensive, it, yeah, if anything that, that would be, that would switch to a sell for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kamara. Yeah. Um, wow. I, I didn't recognize he had risen to that either. Cause with, with that being the case, that means he's passed Zeke. He passed Dalvin. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what interesting. Happened? Wow. What happened? <laughs> no, he was a go back and look two at days January. ago. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, uh, listen, the stock changes fast. Well, I mean, last month, I uh, know that's 2019. Why do you hate me? Website, never mind. All right, he was DLF six. website, he was six last me. month. He was Thank six you. Last month, behind Ezekiel Elliott, behind Christian McCaffrey, DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, no, I'm sorry, that's. Yeah, that's not going to work. But yeah, he was six last month. So I wonder what changed in a month that would push him up that high. I don't get it. What Taysom happened? Hill. <laughs> the prospect yeah, the, of Taysom the, Hill. Right. The yeah. Jambalaya <laughs> Hill. <laughs> and that pushed him over Tell the you. edge. You're probably right. Thanks, You're probably right. Can we go back to the part where um, I, I'm not sure if you guys really took have ever looked uh, at Michael Thomas's numbers from last year? I mean, I know we get them like in sprinkled in uh, on tweets and stuff. I just want to say this because when you look at it, it's really stupid. One Okay, so he played in 15 games. Of the 15 games, through my deep uh, just bevy of research that I was doing, Gabe, as, as, as you know, I've been tracking wide receiver top 36 finishes. Love he had four. Yeah, I know. I was killing it last year. You know what I'm saying? Just somebody needs to hire me immediately. Um, in my deep, in my deep research, 14 of 14 of his 15 games played, he was a top 36 wide receiver. That's first of all, that that leads all receivers, Mm -hmm. 185 targets, 149 catches over 1700 yards. And for the third time in four years, nine touchdowns. Yeah, the man averaged 107.8 yards per game on an 80% catch rate. Mm-hmm. That's stupid. <laughs> yeah. I you think he maintained crazy. like something over like a 30% target share on his team. I mean, who does oh that? My God. Right. And, you know, it's mean, crazy. I remember a five yard out of offense that, too. Right. right. I remember a five yard out that he dropped last year. Just think about how crazy that is. Why would I remember? A five yard out that a wide receiver dropped. It's because he's that he's that good. I remember being on the edge of my seat because he dropped a five yard out in a meanest meaningless down. That's insane. Yeah. The the man. <laughs> hold on, wait. Let me give me one more thing out and keep going. One hundred. He's on one hundred eighty five targets. Next closest on the team was Alvin Kamara, who again missed games with injury, 
Kamara had 97 targets in nine games. Right. The man was averaging over 10 <laughs> targets a game. Wide receiver back. two there. It's crazy. Exactly. Uh-huh. And then the next closest out of everybody on the team was Jared Cook with 65 uh-huh. targets. Uh-huh. Those guys <laughs> were I was say Ted feasting. Gett. Feasting. Yeah. It's insane, though. Michael Thomas, when you look at him, not only did it, are those numbers just insane, right? But look at his career. Like, his career low was his rookie year, where he put up 1,137 mm-hmm. receiving yards. Only okay. 92 receptions. The only year he didn't have over 100 in his four-year career. Mm-hmm. Like, it is insane when you look at his numbers and the consistency. Every year they've gone up, and we're expecting regression this year, which is interesting. So, uh, man... Yeah, crazy efficient and just so good every year. It's uh, he's earned that wide receiver one label in my in my eyes for sure. Well, yeah, and last year too, in weeks one through sixteen, in full PPR with no like bonuses or anything. I mean, he averaged five points more than the wide receiver two. Yeah, uh, yeah. In points yeah. per game, not even just like, not total points, just points per game <laughs> uh, <laughs> over Chris Godwin. You know, he missed a couple weeks too, but it's a that's a good advantage to have on your team. Yeah. It's a big deal. It's a big deal to have a wide receiver that's reliable. He didn't have too many down games last year. No, not really. And Zach's in the in the fake chat right now, and he's talking about Traquan <laughs> Smith. You almost have to. Oh, I'm such a fan Tra- coming out. Traquan oh. is going to have to produce out of necessity, and I would have to look up the contract. But there's no way that they have much investment in Ted Ginn at this point. Like he didn't provide anything for the team. He ran in a straight line really, really fast, and then dropped passes. And, like, mm. that's what you've done your whole career. So we'll just let Traquan do that. So you might need to go out and buy Traquan Smith, honestly, because Michael Thomas can maintain a 30% market share, but that still means that 70% has to go elsewhere. And Jared Cook wasn't even necessarily good. He just needed to be targeted last year. So if Traquan can make a year three mm. jump, phew, man, his value is going to go through the roof. And it's pretty low right now, too. So – it's really not hard for him to go up with yeah. profit. You can flip him pretty quick. Hey, Wildy, can I throw some cold water on what you just said for a second? Yeah, let's hear it. Mm, there's uh, already an FF cold water. <laughs> I'm, so- <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to do this. Yeah, shout out <laughs> shout out to the homie Walk, who, who's, who's the real FF cold water out here. Uh, to- so, again, we, we talked about 2019. If we yeah. go back to 2018 numbers, again, targets. Michael Thomas, 147. Alvin Kamara, 105. Next closest was Ben Watson at 46. 20. So you say, hey, somebody's got to step up right. 2017. The story is very similar. We've, ah. got, we, we've got Michael Thomas all right, again all right. with 149 targets. Yeah. Alvin Kamara with 100 targets. Ingram had 71, which, okay, there's hope for somebody else, right? Yeah. And then Ted Ginn had 70 targets. So... Yeah, Mike, right, <laughs> this is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to do. I want you to take all this of Ted Ginn's targets and add them to Traquan Smith, and that's what we're gonna do. Okay. And then, and then, that's where we're gonna get our increase in Traquan Smith. How many targets did you say you had? Ted Ginn plus Traquan last year would be eighty-one targets. Yeah, there we go. Give me, give me eighty-one targets for. Come on, I'm not being stingy. Just give me 81 for Traquan. He's going to get, you know, average 80 yards a catch. And <laughs> there you go. The, the problem is you're going to have. Rate like Will Fuller two years you're ago. 
have you're gonna have the Dan Arnolds of the world, the Austin Cars, all those <laughs> guys coming Josh in. You know, <laughs> all yeah. coming in still and so right. I'm gonna check oh, Bond's ADP real quick. I was just I, looking I, at it earlier. Yeah, I just took a peek, and yeah, I mean, we don't have to necessarily argue about what his production is going to be just because of how inexpensive it is mm-hmm. to acquire Traquan Smith. Yeah, what's his ADP? Uh, I was a huge Traquan Smith fan coming out of college. He's been done nothing but broken my heart for two years. So year yep. three, here we go. It's out on the line again. <laughs> well, well, let's ask this. On, on the dynasty trade calculator, oh. 12 team. <laughs> 12 team. <laughs> this is funny. 12 team PPR, Superflex, Traquan Smith, 0. 0.9 on the yeah. calculator. Right. That's a, that's a 0. Right. 0.9 for those scoring at home. Ouch. Rookie pick number 312 is 1.2. Would you rather give up? I mean, would you rather have the 312 or Traquan Smith? That's 312. I'll take the 312. That's yeah, just pure hate. Yeah. Dante Pettis or Traquan Smith? Oh, Traquan. Now we're talking. What? Give me Traquan Smith. I'm sorry. This is I'll, let, I'll let Pettis sit on my bench like Devontae Parker did and hope hope that in three years <laughs> he unburies that. himself from the bench. Yeah. Jay, Jay, I hate him so much. Uh, he comes to practice and they look at him like he's out of place. Like they're like, "Why did you come? Like you could just stay home. We'll still pay you. Just stay home." That's how yeah. they feel about Dante Pettis. Like, hey, coach, I, Dante wants some reps. Who? <laughs> Dante, who? <laughs> say him one more time, and I'm gonna cut both of you. That's how they feel. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy too because it, it, last year it wasn't like that at all. You know? No. Like, oh, well, I don't. Something happened in offseason. I think he stopped wearing his uh, shorts over top of his. Uh, compression shorts, and then they were like, "No, nah, we're not cool with that, man." Mm. Yeah, that's what looks. had to happen. Nah. I think. I Traquan think though, if you're Smith or um, sorry, Traquan, one more, <laughs> one more. Traquan, this is so fascinating. Traquan Smith or Taysom Hill, but you can put him in at wide receiver. Taysom Hill, that's easy. <laughs> Come on, that's easy. In one, no, in Guys, one, QB still. This, that's this, easy. Yeah. <laughs> I Taysom, Taysom Hill has got to stop. You guys know he counted to infinity three times. <laughs> really? Taysom Hill, man, all day. I'll take Taysom. Yeah. Uh, I'm so telling you, Chuck Norris was the best pajamas. player on the field. There was, oh there was a reputable report that said he was the best player on the field in their no, playoff game. If you average out everything. Who was that? We need to put them on blast. This is the open bar. We need to put <laughs> reputable sources on blast. That Taysom Hill. No, just because they got not. a blue check mark next to their name doesn't mean they're oh. a reputable source. Oh, okay. <laughs> probably somebody just talking wild. But there's uh, there's other guys like Traquan that we could be investing in, just like Traquan, that you're getting them so incredibly cheap that there's almost nowhere you can Traquan is like you hit rock bottom. I mean, if you you could probably <laughs> spend a fourth and like they say, you can't go anywhere but up. And if he gets elevated well, markets next year, because they're not gonna pay. They're not going to pay to bring Ted Ginn in again. He didn't do anything. It's It reminded me of when he was on the Cardinals two years ago, and he literally just fair caught for them. Like He was the designated fair catcher for an entire year and made a full contract. That's yep. what it reminded me of last year. They were like, just run as far as you can, and we'll throw it. Uh, so I don't think that they bring they bring him back. So let's just give him 30 more, 40 more targets. And wide receivers take a little while to develop anyways. We've got to be patient with these guys. So I'll – yeah. I'll th- I'll change my mind. I'll throw the the three twelve for Traquan and just 
you know, get another year of Drew Brees, get that elevation, and then, you know, trade him maybe for a second. <laughs> I'm actually trying to scoop up. Uh, I like Deontay Harris on the on the Saints. If you want to do a, a Ted Ginn replacement, I know he's tiny. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. But uh, I, he's free everywhere. He's free, right? Part. And <laughs> I mean, at least he was, he was an all pro returner. So if, if you yeah. can just transition that into a little bit better deep threat, mm-hmm. uh, he's much faster than Tra- Traquan. Me and Chris talk about that all the time. These players that are like fringe relevant, like I, I like them to produce on special teams. I, I think it matters more than any of us want to uh, give any credit for. Like, if you want your uh, your random man crush that sits on your end of your bench or your taxi squad to eventually be something, you definitely want them to be producing on special teams, or else they won't even maintain their roster spot. Yeah, have them be useful elsewhere versus right. having them just be sitting on the bench, like literally on the bench, not doing anything, and then Expendable. hoping for, yeah, expect like hoping for an injury or for somebody else to get into the doghouse or whatever. Yep, that's uh, how they never either. pan out. Yeah, and I would, I would much rather that than watching guys like yeah, like I mean, especially since we're just talking about like Dante Pettis. I mean, what's what's his path Nothing. to getting back out on the field? I mean, minus injury. And Kendrick Bourne stepped up so much. My man, Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Bourne stepped up. Richie James was out Richie there James doing backflips. Kendrick Bourne. 2018 is having a party. Right. Kendrick Bourne <laughs> caught every important pass ever. Like, if you throw it to him on, like, a second and ten, he's not catching it. He's like, I don't have time for that pass. I mean, <laughs> if, you throw it, if you throw it to him on third and long or in the red zone, he's going to catch the ball. The juice was out there catching point. touchdowns before Dante Pettis was. Juice, I mean, True. Kyle Juszczyk was out there, like, doing much more than we saw Dante Pettis like throughout the entire season. True. So, I mean, that's that speaks a lot to where his value is at right now. Yeah, basically, if you're going to suck, you better be producing on special teams so that we can keep you on our end of our bench. Yep. <laughs> Yo, somebody me. somebody said Richie James, and I've just been blocking y'all out ever since then because yeah. I, I, I he's Kende he's one Magumbo? of my all-time favorites. So oh, as, soon okay, as, as soon as I hear his name, I just I just think about his college tape and how, uh-huh. how high I was on him when he came What could have been? What could have mm-hmm. been? Better than Dante mm-hmm. Pettis. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'll take Richie James all day. But. Oh, man. That's so bad. Wow. J Mike, you did <laughs> J Mike, you did that thing that Russ did where he uh he posted the Twitter poll and if they won the Twitter poll, you made the trade, right? Yes, so I did that. The first time Russ ever did that, I got him with Dante Pettis in a fourth for AJ Green when Dante Pettis hype was high. Yeah. Bom, 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 bom. Obviously, obviously AJ Green didn't play last year, so it didn't end up being but I, it was so much fun. I love that you guys did that. I would not do that, but no. I love that you guys did that because all I did was just look at my roster and I was like, who's the most hyped, terrible player on my team? And I pull up Dante Pettis. I'm like, oh my goodness. Um, okay, I just need to find somebody on his team who people aren't high on right now because Twitter's crazy. And that's what I did. And I throw a little fourth on there because people like to see two things for one thing. There you go. Got AJ Green. <laughs> <laughs> and all the AJ Green hates heavy too, so that, that's yeah, probably what he's doing. Traquan Smith with mm-hmm. that fourth round pick, <laughs> and that's you, you talk about one of the scarier things that you can do in fantasy football. Um, I, I, I thought it would be a fun thing to do, and then what's rough is that the offers that you get, and 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 I tried to limit it to where like basically if you sent me you can send me one offer in a league. 
you don't send me like 15 offers. I'm not going to post all those. Mm-hmm. But the, the 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 ones that you think are going to end up going through, uh, and and thankfully I didn't have anything that was egregious. I think the the one trade that I um, that went through, my side was the one eleven and Dawson Knox, and I was giving that for Austin Eckler uh, oh, okay. in the league. That's a that's a two. It's a two tight end uh, two two start two tight ends. Okay. So, it, it, and they they voted for the the other side so that so so essentially that's one of i think maybe two trades out of like the 11 that i posted but all in all man you yeah you you talk about wanting to live a dangerous and exhilarating life do do that once and you will your 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 butt cheeks will pucker real tight for 24 hours (laughs) especially on the side huh (laughs) oh my gosh well with the leaks that he like two tight ends i've put in that to the masses that's that's a risky move because people yeah, just click tough. what they see. Did you did you get any, J. Mike? You mean did I get any, any actual? Yeah, for re- any any that went through. Yeah, I think two. I'm I'm gonna try to pull up the thread okay. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. J. Mike, let me test your character real quick. If you got an insanely huh. good offer, would you make burner accounts to vote on the side that you wanted, <laughs> or would you just accept it? You act like he doesn't already have those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm from the, myself creating burner accounts to vote on the side that I wanted to make it go through. Or are you allowed to just accept it? Like, you know what? We don't need to do all this nonsense. I'm just going to take it. I am Let from me. the Kevin Durant school of burner accounts. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> let me, let me just go ahead and look up. Let's see. Look at that. Oh, see, look at these Twitter handles. Uh, J. Michael one, J. Michael two, <laughs> J. Michael three. J. Michelle he didn't even try to hide it. He yeah. didn't try to hide it at all. <laughs> I Mike just, I check about one, 15 different J. Mike, J. Mike variations. Like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> it's, that, uh, it's that Dave Chappelle skit. I was talking about going through the hood. Gun store, liquor store, gun store, liquor store. Yeah. Where, where are you taking me? <laughs> right. <laughs> At Gumbo is a soup on Twitter.com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Zach said that. Definitely not Kyle would vote for you. Right. Yeah. At the Kim Bay Montgomery, definitely not Kyle one, definitely not Kyle two. Yeah, so I've got that thread pulled up. Um, I'll try to pull some of the more interesting ones out and just see what you guys think of it. All right. So in a super, in a fourteen team superflex league, which would you rather have, Lamar Jackson and Sam Darnold, or Carson Wentz and Dalvin Cook? Can you say again? If I don't write it, side A, and and then I'll reveal which side was mine. Uh, Lamar Jackson and Sam Darnold, or Carson Wentz and Dalvin Cook in a 14 team super flex. All right, do we have an order here? Are we just spouting it out? <laughs> yes, yeah, so I give me Lamar, Lamar and Darnold on either Lamar. side, and two buys on either side. Yeah, Lamar and Darnold. Lamar. Yeah, I'm I mean, on the Lamar and Darnold side too. Yeah, Lamar like, good. Not to say Cook's not fantastic, but it's time to sell. He's got to go. He's got to be off your roster soon. Yeah. Yep. And Lamar, what you do with those guys? I'm sorry, you sell your Cook and you draft your next Cook. That's what you got to do. Give me the MVP. Yeah. So 219 votes. Uh, that and and my team already has the Lamar side. Sixty-six oh, percent no. of two hundred nineteen votes went with the Lamar side, so no trade okay. there. I, I okay, keep my good, side. Good, good. Nice. Uh, let's go. To, let's go down to the next one that <laughs> I thought would also Keeps be unclenched. 
<laughs> right, right. For now. All right. I got yeah, yeah, yeah. About- <laughs> there you go. Uh, I, I got what we talked about earlier. Again, 12 team, one QB. You have okay. to calibrate a bit, James. I know one QB is not really your bag. Yeah, it's, I'm gonna have to work with the right side of my mind. Get out of the left side right now. You might have to abstain from this one. It might be too much. <laughs> this is my one one QB league, and I love the group of guys, and that's that's why I'm in it. Uh, one side has Zeke Elliott. Okay. The other side, David Montgomery. The 2020-102 and a 2021 first round pick. Now, the, I, I also forgot to mention this is point two points per carry again. 0.2 points per carry. One side has Zeke Elliott. The other side, David Montgomery. The 102 and a 2021 first. Pick side. That's easy. Pick that's side. exactly what you need to do with Zeke right now. Like, yeah. if you're listening right now and you have Zeke, you need to go find this trade and you need to go make this trade. This is what you have yeah, to I'll do. do that. Easy. You do this with running backs in their you know, fourth, fifth year. Even though he has a stupid $96 million contract, still do it. And my side was the David Montgomery side that I already had. And that's okay. the side that won again, 66% on 213 votes. Good, 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 good. So kept that again. The, I already told you guys the one trade that I did make. Oh, and here's, you know what? And I'm going to oh, comment on this here in a minute. Oh, no. <laughs> so Russ, Russ came at me with two trades. Magumbo. <laughs> so he cheated is what you're saying. Russ well, he, he went different. It were different leagues. It were differently, yeah. This is Russ coming in Jordan when Matumbo said he couldn't dunk on him. <laughs> and 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 this is this is what cut me deep is that this is this is Russ's game. I shouted out Russ that I'm wanting to play his game, and then he tried to do do me dirty. It's the first trade. Mike Evans and Christian Kirk on one side. The other side, Tyreek Hill and the 2023rd. Mm. <sighs> Try to do dirty indeed. Indeed. See how he, see how he do he, he how he tried to do me. Let me so Mike more. Evans and Christian Kirk, and then Hill and a third. What's he have yep. to do, J Mike? What does Mike At Evans have what to do? Point in the Tyreek Hill saga are we when this trade was offered? Uh, this is January twenty eighth. So what? Three weeks ago? Yeah, about three <laughs> oh, weeks ago. Okay. So this oh, wasn't like last. Good season. and fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're good until next time. Peak Tyreek, right, maybe. <sighs> Evans and Kirk. Evans and Kirk. Yeah, about Evans and Kirk. That's, not, Chris, that's not really close to me. No, I don't think so either. The difference uh, between Evans and Hill is like, okay, whatever. He, Flip a coin on who's going to score more points next year. Flip a coin who's going to score more points in the next two years. And then Christian Kirk in the third, obviously, Christian Kirk. Yeah, I think that's how I'm looking at it, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, between – if you were to compare them side by side, Evans and Hill, I'd say I'd lean Hill, but it's not significant. But then between Christian Kirk and a third, I mean, that's that's easily the Kirk side. So, yeah, I think I'm with on the Evans-Kirk side. Okay. Yep, 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 yep. As was are, are 84%. Yeah, I was gonna say, are Mike Evans and Tyreek like that far apart? Because I, no, I, I'd have them as a, a coin flip, really. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I lean, I lean Reek, but it's not significant sure. either, either way. And, and okay. Kirk's certainly not a third round pick. Russ, what's your problem, yeah. man? Let's <laughs> ask. Come on, everybody, everybody at this man. If we Wait, can call him I'm that. Right. Here's why well, I, I think, I think like last season, as you go through the year, you're you, you're happier about clicking Tyreek Hill as the start option in your lineup versus Mike Evans, the way he was up and down. But mm-hmm. we're in the offseason now. Mike Evans doesn't usually get into trouble. 
Uh, yeah, I did. So you're going to yeah. carry a lot of risk from now until you know August, September. That you don't well, need to. Yes, well, 100 right. I was just about to say the exact same thing. I'm like, if <laughs> this is why Dynasty is crazy, man. I have to evaluate this in my head. This is how you lose sleep playing so many Dynasty. Do I want the extra 15 points from Tyreek Hill? Or I don't do I want to sleep at night knowing that Mike Evans probably isn't going to get arrested. I'm probably going to take the Evans side and just have the comfort. And then you have Kirk versus a third. It's like, okay, obviously I'm going to take Christian Kirk versus the third. So that's a pretty easy one for me too. I I I've talked to people about this. I try not to roster guys that have been in previous trouble, whether he did it or not, because we can't actually prove that he did anything. That's why he's still playing and didn't get any suspension. But being in the news like that, I would just rather have Evans. So this is the type of deal I would actually be trying to make to get out from under Tyreek if I had him. Hmm. Yeah. You're going to have to do a little bit more than that. <laughs> and and, and it would be I funny. Think, and I don't know. I've, I've got to give some context here. Russ had just taken over this orphan in this league. Right. Shout out to Jesse Reeves. I see you in the chat, Jesse. He he came in and, and bounced real quick. Right. Uh, but he took over an orphan and he had been wanting to get rid of Tyreek in the worst way. Right. And so this this exercise gave him the out that he de- so desperately wanted. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, again, um 84% went with my side, which is a Mike Evans Christian Kirk, so no trade. Mm-hmm. Uh and and this is this is probably uh-huh. the next most interesting of the scoring or of the voting. Curious what you where you guys land with this one. This is trade addict scoring. On one side, Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. On the other side, Aaron Jones, Michael Gallup, and a 2023rd. Again, Devontae Adams on one side, Aaron Jones on the other with Michael Gallup. 2023rd, trade addict scoring, which for those scoring at home, PPR. Um, and the tight end, obviously, premium doesn't matter for this specific trade. So, what do you guys think? Adams. Adams, yeah. yeah. Adams, easy. Adams. Yeah. Adams, Adams hasn't hit his week yet. So, we talked about earlier, we want to take those wide receivers like uh, DeAndre Hopkins and trade them for your Godwin Plus or something like that. I don't know that somebody would do that at that point because Godwin was the wide receiver too last year. But that's just what I try to do. And I don't think Adams has wreaked that reached that peak yet where you have to do that. So I'm and the fact that Aaron Jones snap percentage was what like it's like 54, 56, something like that. Jamal still ate into that quite a bit, even if he was out for what three games? Touchdowns touchdown. It's not really a major touchdown regression coming. Yeah. Yeah. And Jamal Williams is a mermaid, so it's really not fair for Aaron (laughs) forward. I don't mind selling Aaron Jones though. I just you don't do really it. want. I don't really want to do the the package up to to go and get someone. I guess I. I you mean you would heard, rather? Have I mean, than Adams. No, no, no. I, I'm sorry. I misspoke. I, I I want Adams, but I think um, if I were to sell Aaron, I, I yeah, would yeah. take the Adams side there. But I guess I would. I don't know. I I still want to replace Aaron Jones with with a running back maybe, and I, I figure I could sell Aaron Jones. You know, high. Of sorts for running back plus. I would want a pick involved that allowed me to get Edward Tillaire. <laughs> <laughs> are we uh, are we are we sleeping a little bit on Michael Gallup? That's what I wanted to ask. That's what I wanted to ask. This came up in a chat too. 
And I personally was fast asleep on Michael Gallup. Like I, yeah. he had uh, like a pretty sneaky good season. And I, I don't know. I've just had him super undervalued. So with his, he's not just an add into this trade for me. No, but no, uh, no. I mean, it does help when in week 17, you put up three touchdowns, you know, to right. add to your, your overall fantasy score. But even before that, uh, even with missing a couple of games, he had a, pr- a pretty good under the radar year. And I think it could be the future there. I don't know. I, I still, I mean, I guess I, I still take Adams, assuming that he progresses, but he's going to be, he's 27, what, turned 28, as a man, has a pretty big concussion history. And he's, he's not, he's not like a, a safe, like a super safe player overall, in my opinion. But well, let's look at what the, the Cowboys have done recently, because since we chose to play this hobby, Dynasty League football, we have to care about what the teams are doing. They just handed Zeke a $96 million contract that's not going to really let them sign Dak Prescott. And if they do sign Dak Prescott, they're most definitely not going to sign uh, Amari Cooper. So you're playing with a double-edged sword because you might get wide receiver one Michael Gallup, or you might get Michael Gallup without uh, Dak Prescott, who I think is an above-average quarterback. At least it's so hard to get average quarterbacks in this league. So if they don't sign Dak and they keep Amari – that's going to be tough for Michael Gallup. That's going to be really tough for whatever quarterback comes in there. So you're buying Michael Gallup thinking he should definitely produce. But if you get the flip side of your coin, Dak leaves and Amari stays, well, goodness gracious, there goes my Michael Gallup wide receiver one, you know? Yeah, but if you hit on that, that's a that's a big boon. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I get, I get that. Like, that's the, the risk assessment for it. Is, uh, sure. Where I'm thinking, I just think Michael Gallup might be having some upside. That me, at least me personally, I, I wouldn't say everybody at all, but I, I really haven't sat down and really thought about where I put Michael Gallup in the, you know, the ranks of wide receivers and where I would take him in the group or how you know how to bottom on my team. So that's a, uh, it's been, it, it kind of enlightened to me when somebody was complaining that Michael Gallup wasn't valued enough, and I was like, oh, well, maybe he, maybe he isn't. And Bobby mentions you can flip Gallup for more in the in the fake chat, but the problem is if he if he doesn't hit, nobody's going to touch him with a ten foot pole. If if Amari doesn't leave and Dak does leave, you're stuck with a guy that's going to be ADP one hundred plus. Whereas if Amari does leave and Dak stays, you're going to be talking about a guy that's like. In the 35 range, that's tough, man. That's a tough, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, there's another foot issue crop up, yeah, or or gets like uh, gets another cheap shot taken at him across the middle. It, you're, I feel like we're in a similar context, but I, I mean, I agree that uh, Devonta Adams is, I still am a huge fan of Devonta Adams. I just think he carries uh, more risk, uh, in my opinion, than what we're, we're thinking of. Mm-hmm. I, I find Gallup interesting in, in reference to. Again, a guy coming into his third season who's gotten better over this first two seasons. Mm-hmm. And last season only saw six less targets than Amari Cooper. Six less targets and mm-hmm. 82 less yards. So whether Cooper's there or not, we're looking at Gallup likely being Again, probably the number two target getter in the offense. And we're looking at a guy who's probably going to likely give you a wide receiver two numbers. Well, excuse, let's let's say top 30. 
mm-hmm. top 30 numbers as likely the the floor if he's going to be getting 113 targets. And if that's the case and he has room to either be chief in that in the pecking order in Dallas, <laughs> the, the term that Ryan McDowell talks a lot about is that whole buying back years. We just right. talked about Adams. You said, you guys, he's he's going to be turning 28. Is that what you guys said? So he's 27. I think he's 27 now, and he will be 28. Gallup's, Gallup is going to be entering the season, just turned 24 in April. You're buying back four years. And what happens if you do take Aaron Jones? Can you flip Aaron Jones for two firsts? Or can you tear down to, I don't know, looking at ADP, can I tear down to Miles Sanders, which is about six spots down in, in ADP, and get um, a, a 112 on top of that or, or something like that? I'm just trying to figure out in my head where, because this, again, I didn't, I didn't and I buried, I guess I spoiled the, or buried the lead here on that voting. This was the closest one by far. Uh, Devontae mm-hmm. Adams, which is the player that I have, he was 52.3% to the 47.7% on the other side. So mm-hmm. either a lot of Aaron Jones truthers are there or a lot of folks who are big on Michael Gallup's ascension uh, is there. And uh, I, I think that that deal is a lot closer than we originally as a group uh, just just kind of gave it. Because I, I originally saw it and I was like, He's going to get this one to go through, and I'm going to be pissed because I don't <laughs> want Aaron Jones on my team. I don't yeah. want to find the student for Aaron Jones. Every other podcast that you listen to, left and right, is saying you need to sell Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. The regression's coming, everything else. Like I'm going to get stuck with Aaron Jones, and I'm going to be sick. Um, but it, it didn't happen. But I, I keep looking at that when I'm like, well, uh, maybe some interesting things could happen to be able to get yeah. that to swing the way you want it to. So, uh, yeah, I was curious your all-stars on that's good. Jay, Mike, uh, Jones is a good sell, but you're not going to sell him for something like Miles Sanders. That guy's on the up and up. I mean, we, the crazy thing is me and Chris just ADP about says this, you can. ADP but, says you can. But Chris and I just talked about this a couple podcasts ago where it was like, I remember, I personally remember four weeks of Miles Sanders destroying my DFS lineup, but everybody else <laughs> remembers two weeks of Miles Sanders lighting up their DFS lineups. You know what I mean? So it's what have you done for me recently? And Miles Sanders recently, he just turned it on at the end of the season. I would have to look at, you know, what you could do though is some people, people are just so sour on David Montgomery. And hey, I hear you. I mean, he didn't do what we thought he would do, but you mentioned the 112. So I just kind of did something in my head. Jones for Montgomery in the 112 is something that could probably happen. And you're looking at some pretty good players at that 112 range. So it to your point, uh, if you could just take instead of doing this, if you could take Jones and send him for Montgomery in the 112, um, divvy up Gallup, and then like Zach said, yeah, you're you're buying back years and you're getting age, but are you ever going to get David Adams numbers out of Michael Gallup? I don't necessarily believe so. I don't even know that if Michael Gallup was the wide receiver one that you would get Devontae Adams numbers out of him. I don't think you would. So that's tough too. And you know, the thing that was most impressive about Michael Gallup coming out was his uh, production in the red zone. So that's very good too, but he's not used all that much in the red zone past two seasons. He's like fourth in targets in the red zone. He's been behind Cole Beasley when Beasley was still there, Jason Witten, 
uh, Amar this past year. Zeke had yeah. more targets in the red zone. Uh, so how much has year. to happen? How much a has lot. to happen to get Gallup to produce in Devontae Adams? So basically all I'm doing is breaking this down. You know what? If you have this package, don't even try to go get Adams. But I don't mind trading all these guys if you don't want to play that 50-50 Russian roulette with uh, Gallup and see what happens with the with the Cowboys. You know what's really interesting about Devontae Adams is, you know, we all expect Green Bay is going to add to that wide receiver core, right? And mm-hmm. if they do that, regardless whether that's through the draft or via free agency or both, because they're, you know, they they have some depth issues there. But if they if they if they replace, you know, some some of those guys, what does that do to Devontae Adams? I mean, this Green Bay team became a run first, lean on the defense type of squad, and uh, it, Aaron Rodgers, by all means, really enjoyed that type of offense. He, I, I mean. By his own admission, he thinks it's going to extend his career. He's going to be 38 next year, too. So, I mean, if we're cutting in Devontae Adams' targets, what does that do to his numbers? Because, I mean, he's going to have to be ultra-efficient to try to put up the numbers that he has been if, if that's the case. And we all expect an Aaron Jones regression for touchdowns, but that doesn't mean those go to Devontae Adams. So I'm curious, what do you guys think? Green Bay adds a receiver there. What does that do to Devontae Adams? Well, I mean, if he's already clocking, I mean, Devonta Adams is already clocking like a 27, 28% target share in that offense. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking not earlier in the show about how Michael Thomas, when he has like nobody behind him for receiving, he's playing with an aging quarterback as well. So if we're not worried about Michael Thomas, and I get that Michael Thomas has like the high efficiency already, but Devonta Adams has already shown he can operate as an alpha receiver in that offense. So I don't care about, I mean, give me the other receivers, have them draw more defense, you know, more defensive coverage away from Devonte Adams. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about it from that perspective. Cause if, if they're, if they're actually able to actually perform and do their jobs more so than Geronimo Allison, Alan Lazard, I mean, those guys that were basically nothing for, in terms of a defensive coverage. Yeah. Give me those guys that can actually pull defense away from Devonte Adams and actually allow him to operate better as an alpha. I think that's what could be a positive for him. Looking and at that, that that's way. an, yeah, that's an interesting way to look at it. And you're absolutely right. It could have that effect on him. I, I, I think that's for me, the big thing for me with Michael Thomas was I had those same questions about him, but when Breeze got hurt, we saw what he could do with another quarterback. Mm-hmm. To me, an average quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater. I don't know mm-hmm. that I've seen that with Devontae Adams. I don't know that I've seen – I mean, with Rodgers out, he struggled, and obviously they didn't really have anybody behind him that was nearly as good as Teddy Bridgewater was. So, you know, we have to take that with the – you know the the way that we can see it but i i just i'm just curious what happens with adams being tied to not only the older quarterback but also a quarterback who looks like he wants his it looks like this offense and he wants you know his his uh he doesn't want to fling the ball around the field 40 times you know so um i'm just curious if that has any negative effect it sounds like you uh adam think that there there could be a positive effect to bring in another wide receiver and i kind of think that that might be the case too um, well, I'm all for. It. I think I think Adams has operated as a. I mean, yeah, his what was it? His second season. So when Jordy was out, and then we were pretty much hoping that he would kind of ascend. That didn't happen. But I would say for at least the past like two to three seasons, he's been that wide receiver one that we wanted him to be from the jump. And I think he can he can continue to be that way. Like regardless, if they bring in like more players to work around and be that wide receiver two or whatever. I think he's been efficient enough that and also held the target share such that even if they bring in somebody this season or whatever, uh, get somebody in free agency, although I don't really think there's too much out there in the free agency market that could challenge him for targets. But either way, I think he's shown enough talent on field the past like few seasons that I, I'm not worried about it. I would much rather have Adams like on the on that side of the trade. 
And James, let's remember they have been trying to get production out of the second wide receiver position. We have ESB, we have Moore, we have Geronimo, we have Lazard. Yep, yep, yep. They bought in. Um, How much draft capital do we have they, there, though? They bought what, in fifth, six rounders. I think ESB well, yeah, was like a six rounder. In a row, fourth, fifth, and six. But yeah. the point is, it's not to lack of trying. And Devontae Adams wasn't productive at first either. He was behind Jordy Nelson and uh, Randall Cobb. And I still remember the game where Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb got hurt in the same game. And I remember Devontae Adams getting six targets and dropping all of them. And I remember yeah, he had a rough rem- start. Yeah. And I remember Aaron Rodgers saying that he's not going to pass to guys who can't catch the ball. So yeah. it wasn't an easy start for him either. So, this this all to say there is nobody coming into that organization quickly and taking production away from Devontae Adams. Not in the next two years. It takes a long time for a wide receiver to develop rapport with Aaron Rodgers because the guy's going to get himself eight seconds in the pocket and then he's going to find the guy he wants to find. He's not going to settle for, you know, the open receiver. He's going to make a receiver open and that's Devontae Adams. So this is just where I get into like, okay, what's the real NFL doing? Because Aaron Rodgers is just that weird guy that I just want to throw to Devontae Adams. So where Michael Thomas is, you know, they can't guard Mike, that he's just open all the time. Devontae Adams might not be as good as Michael Thomas, but man, for lack of trying, Devontae Adams is going to get just as much targets as Michael Thomas because that's who Aaron Rodgers wants to throw to. So a a pivot with a second wide receiver coming in that's an actual threat, let's say a deep threat. Uh, why wouldn't that up Aaron Aaron Jones' stock for next year? Why wouldn't just like, a snap percentage? Just a snap. Just the fact okay. that Jamal Williams is mm-hmm. on the same contract. They're on the same contract. Neither of them were first round picks. So J- Aaron Jones is obviously, in my opinion, obviously much more talented than Jamal Williams. But I think they're both productive running backs. And just the fact that they just happen to both be drafted at the same time, be on the same contract, it's really tough for Aaron Jones to get more than the I wish I knew the number, but it was fifty or sixty percent snap share. You know, Jamal Williams is just always going to get that forty percent. And if next year the tides turn and Jamal Williams gets more touchdowns, you know, your Aaron Jones stock goes down even though Aaron jo- Jones is much better of a running back. Aaron Jones loses a lot of the passing game work too to Jamal sure. Williams. So I think that helps sure. that, that that hurts a lot too. But let me ask you guys one more question with this Green Bay thing because um being as close to Green Bay and I know Chris um you know, you as well follow, follow this, but uh, being as close as we are, a, a name that I hear bant, uh, bantered about a lot because you hear more along the lines of veterans coming in than actual rookies being drafted. But a uh, name that I hear a lot is A.J. Green getting floated around. A.J. Green went to Green Bay. This is a veteran wide receiver. We don't think that that, that hurts, could potentially hurt Devontae Adams a little bit. I haven't seen that. That's That would be awesome. I mean, yeah, that would because with the way, well, with the way both of them play and like their their route combinations and the and like their, and I guess where AJ Green is at in his career versus where like how Devonte Adams has been used so far, I think yeah, I guess it makes sense that that I think that specific uh, example, yes, that would hurt Devonte Adams. But I, I can see not, that. Are they not the same player? <laughs> That would be very interesting. That would be. I mean, to be quite honest, but I Jimmy Graham. Yeah, I can't. I can't. That would be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. I would. I think I would fun, like though. to see that, and it, that would be. You know what? That's a good point, James. I don't know. I can't yeah. tell you. 
I don't know. I don't know what it's like to be in a world where Devontae Adams doesn't have a ridiculous market like share. Two, let's say, like <laughs> two elite what it is. wide receivers. Well, I don't know if like I hope AJ Green's still elite. I mean, he's like one of my favorite players, but still, like two really good wide receivers, like on the same team. Can we actually imagine AJ Green in a situation where he can win? Like that that would be yeah, fun, right? Seeing uh, seeing AJ Green as a playoff football, like that would be I live an hour from man. Cincinnati and I've been hoping for that like since he got drafted, man. He like, deserves it. A thousand well, yards talking, every he's year. Been in the playoffs. They've just been you know first round. But first <laughs> round first round five years in a row. You know what? That's a that's a fun topic. That, to talk that's about like too. that's like hoping you, Allen Robinson gets a good quarterback. I mean, it's just <laughs> like, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, but why does he want to stay with the Bears? He could get out. But you you talk about that. Do you want to go first round five years in a row? Or do you want to go to the AFC Championship? You know what I mean? What's the difference? I don't know. I don't know. Give me the AFC Championship. To be honest, I think so too. Because you were right there. You know, you were right yeah. there. The the closest the Bengals have ever been to actually getting to the second round of the playoffs, Andy Dalton wasn't even starting against the Steelers, and the Steelers rallied late. No, nah, it was Joey Porter. That's why. Was it? No, it yeah. wasn't. I don't that know was, who Joey Porter is, but no, I think it's it was the linebacker somebody else. Steelers, right? Yeah, that was yeah. The, that was the game where Joey yeah. Porter came out on the field and then got everybody in trouble. Mm, I'm not yeah. Even, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Joey Porter was good you, at that, getting everybody else in trouble. Yeah, he excelled Chris, you're, not, at that. you're not bitter about that at all, Chris. No, I'm not upset at all. He didn't even get on the field. Why was still- all right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just pulled I just pulled this up for a, a moment of interest <laughs> uh, for for Michael Gallup because now that they have Mike McCarthy, the analytics guru. <laughs> or at the head coaching job at the Dallas Cowboys. So Michael Gallup only finishes wide receiver 34 on PFF's overall wide receiver rankings, which I assume that uh, McCarthy just logged into his PFF account that he had just established sure. and pulled these up for the Cowboys in the offseason. So, I, I, mean, I mean, my research hasn't started too, too much yet. Uh, maybe we should be lower on Mr. Gallup. Sorry, I, I stepped away for a second. So I don't know. I mean – I don't think that I don't think that we're sleeping on Gallup, but I don't think that he has like so underrated that we need to like I guess raise his value. I mean, the dude had like again he was what second on the team in targets. I mean, we're and this is just I mean in a perfect scenario where everybody comes back right, like Dak's back, Amari's back. I don't, I don't know what they're gonna they do, do like that, on the defensive though. side. I don't know how they're gonna do it. I'm just saying it in a like assuming no offseason craziness happens and the offense is as it was last season, minus Jason Witten, because he can go on somewhere. But assuming everybody else is there, <laughs> he's he's with Peter Howard at the Peterbobile. Yeah. He can well, he can go to New York and go play with uh Garrett. You can go play with him. But I'm just saying, like, between if the, so, if the two of them, if like Amari and Gallup still have the chance to play off of each other, then I mean, Amari still gets his, you know, 26, 27% target share. Let's say let's kick up Gallup a little bit more because Jason Witten's gone because Jason Witten had what 120 targets or something like that last season. So shovel some of those to Michael oh Gallup. Uh, we're assuming, I don't know if Cobb is going to be there. I don't know about his contract situation. I forget like how much like he's owed. But either way, if, if Cobb is still going to be their third, then okay, fine. But still, I could still foresee Gallup having somewhere around a 23, 24% market share. And that's still a pretty, pretty hefty amount of uh, amount of targets. 
Well, let's remember that, like I mentioned earlier, Gallup was the red zone guy when he came out. He was like, if you guys remember, he was like the the cult classic. Like he was the guy everybody sweared upon, but then the people that were. Yeah, that was like his calling card, I guess. Yeah, (laughs) everyone was like. And it never worked out that way. He was the guy that it was like, you were being a cool hipster if you liked Michael Gallup. And it's because he was so productive in the red zone and he hasn't even been utilized in the red zone. So if we could get him utilized in the red zone, that's that, I mean that's a lot of points. The the guy hasn't really been utilized in the red zone, especially with Mar- Amari Cooper. And it's sad because Amari Cooper drops all his red zone targets. So if Amari Cooper does move on, and you could talk yourself into the fact that Michael Gallup goes back to doing what he was phenomenal at, which is being a red zone target. Yes, he's a fantastic asset, probably a top twenty receiver to be honest with you, and. He profiled to be a potential top 20 receiver. I'm not going to take that away from him. Even though he was a late first, early second round pick when we drafted him, it wasn't for lack of trying. It was, we know that he's going to be productive in the red zone. We know that he's ready to step into that role. It's just that the Cowboys didn't use him there. And hopefully if Amari does move on, you get the the good side of the coin. Because like I said earlier, it's probably a coin flip whether or not his uh, situation improves or gets worse. Um, but if his situation improves, you might be seeing a rocket ship for Michael Gallup. Mm-hmm. And, and going back to what you said as well earlier, Adam, mentioning not being able to sign both of them. It, is that, I don't want, want to necessarily go back to it for a, a long time, but is that, is that true? I mean, it seems like they, they have possibly the cap to do it mm-hmm. or, or even just, I've heard tagging one or, or sure. even both with the um, uh, transition tag. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like they could keep both even. Well, Ezekiel put them in a very, very poor situation. So yeah, yeah, yeah. for dynasty mm-hmm. purposes, we do care about the fact that they can tag and they can, they can tag Dak. They will. T- they would tag Dak. They w- I don't think that they would tag Amari. So they would tag Dak and they would pay Amari. But then we'd be talking about the same conversation next year. And this is dynasty, so we're trying to look at our long-term assets. So at least a two- to three-year three window. Sure, at least for a two to three year window. Exactly. That's what I was talking about earlier. So, yeah, I saw your little shit talk on Twitter. <laughs> so, my point is, <laughs> there's no, if they do tag Dak, just know, be wary of your guys. Be wary of your guys. Cause if they do tag Dak and they sign Amaru, they're not getting Dak. They're not. So, you're not getting mm-hmm. long term Dak. You might be suffering for, through some troubling periods. And if you are struggling through some suffering periods, especially if Amari, and ascending Gallup are competing for touches. That's not that's not necessarily good for you. So you're losing yeah. Dak, and you're getting Amari and Gallup kind of meeting in the middle. You don't want that as a dynasty owner. So they really just they put themselves in a horrible situation with with signing Zeke. And now, yep. hopefully, you know what? Honestly, just rip the bandaid off. I hope that they just sign Amari or they just sign Zach uh, Dak and let one of the other ones go for Gallup owners. And if they do do that, we get clarity. And honestly, like I said earlier, Michael Gallup could be through the roof. I could but, see him being a 20, so, top 20 receiver. So, But, but keeping Amari and keeping Gallup, why can't uh, Gallup be uh, the Crabtree to the, the Raiders version of Amari Cooper? They just didn't use him that way. They should have. I 100% agree with you. They yeah, should've. if he starts catching they, touchdowns they like Crabtree did. Like, they could. Yeah, yeah. 
but that's assumption of rational coaching, which always, which never works for us. Yeah, the guy had over a thousand that, yeah. yards and what three touchdowns last year? Three yeah, touchdowns. Eleven hundred yards. How ridiculous is that? I mean, yeah, how ridiculous it, is it, that for the guy that excels in the red zone? Yeah, yeah. If but if you take out week seventeen, that takes away three of his touchdowns on the year for Gallup. Right. So it's tough. Good point. Good yeah. point. Even, I'm not, I'm not even a big fan of counting week seventeen overall. No, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Y'all are right. That you and it that's but that's crazy because it's zero touchdowns for a guy who came out as a red zone specialist. Um, that's kind of like JJ Arcega Whiteside last year was the red zone specialist. I, I talked to people at work about JJ Arcega Whiteside because I work with a few Eagle fans and they were like they didn't know anything about him. And I was like, you know what? He's not going to do a whole lot except for catch every single pass that's thrown to him in the red zone. And that's kind of how I felt about Michael Gallup two years ago. It was like the guy's going to make up his points in the red zone. It's just very un- unfortunate that the Cowboys didn't utilize him that way. Now that they got that NLA's guy, Mike, Mike McCarthy. <laughs> right. Hmm. And it feels like he's just had a, a perfect kind of ascension too coming mm-hmm. into the league. Like you don't, you just don't really get this opportunity. And we're here like complaining about, about, I mean, and we're being realistic, not, you know, it's not oh, yeah. negative necessarily. It's totally fair, mm-hmm. but it's just like, this is, this is what you want <laughs> with a rookie wide receiver to have what he had the first year, sure. have what he had the second year, you know, and, and he was even cut short a little bit with two or three games, maybe even mm-hmm. four games with the meniscus thing. So mm-hmm. this is like, this is exactly what you want. And, I, I'm not. I'm not necessarily afraid of Amari. So, but the, um, the only thing is, the guy, and they're the going to keep Dak. The, the Cowboys are going to keep Dak. They right, are. Whether yeah. Yeah. Tag know or they a, are. They're going to figure or out a contract. Whatever. They're they're not yeah. going to let Dak go. And yeah. the funny point, they are going to keep them. But the smart thing is to just cut ties with Amari Cooper and sign Dak. But the unfortunate thing is, it is very important to keep a wide receiver as predominant as Amari, even if we don't want to admit it. And so, one that they traded for using a first-round pick in order yeah. to do and so. And they have to justify that too. to their insane yeah. fan base. You know, and it, their their fan base is going to want that too. So they got themselves in a terrible situation. It's just unfortunate because I I don't want to be the zero RB guy. Like I get it, but you destroyed your team by signing this running back. And then Tony Pollard had better efficiency numbers than the running back that you spent $96 million on. You know what I mean? So now we have to have this conversation because of this running back that's standing off to the side that's going to produce just as much as the running back that's behind him. It's just mm-hmm. unfortunate. So a little off track here, but how much how, how much are the haters – rooting for Tom Brady to sign with the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, how, oh, that would be how, so mu- cool. how much do people want to hate on that team? If I mean, that would be th- cool. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to win the I haters, the haters club right there. Hate, hate, hate. They're going to be hating on them Cowboys the whole I time. I will pass out if Tom Brady signs with the Cowboys. That's just, that's but just you know too much. He might step in and say, look, I'm throwing to Michael Gallup in the red zone because he's going to be the boss at that point. Right. He's going to tell Michael <laughs> McCarthy, hey, I'm throwing to Michael Gallup in the red zone. I saw his tape coming out. Uh, well, I like signed with another team that doesn't have a tight end. Yeah. yeah. All right. Speaking of tight ends, you see Greg Olson sign with the Seahawks? Pretty cool. Yeah, that Pretty sucks cool. for Will Disley. I really thought that he, they had something going on with him uh, this past season, unless his uh, injury isn't coming along as quick as they inju- hoped. That it would injury be. is bad. It's it's yeah, didn't he tear his patellar tendon the year before too? Like uh, Disley's had a couple yeah. of potentially. Yeah, he's had some gruesome, I was hoping for some yeah. Jacob Hollister action in twenty twenty. 
Yeah, Hollister was uh, looking good too. So I was kind of surprised yeah. at the signing. I, like I know he was kicking around like Buffalo and I think like one other spot. Like Washington. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Vernon Davis retired. Yeah. And Jordan Reed is still in concussion. How crazy is that? Six it's months. been six months and he's still in concussion protocol. At some point, you have Just to retire, force retire man. the guy. It's fair. I'm not kidding at all. That's very sad. Like yeah. at some point, yeah. somebody has to step in and say, "No, I don't, you can't. You can't, can't come back." Well, he give him a severance buyout. Uh, Reed might just be waiting for like some sort of payday with that. Yeah, he's long term hell. He can't. He can't be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I thought it was kind of odd. I mean, out of all the things that Seattle actually needs, another tight end I didn't think was on their list of things that they need. I mean, they need healthy running backs. That's what they need. They need offensive linemen. That's what they need. They need linebackers uh, and a corner. Uh, I didn't think they need another tight end. So it was just kind of bizarre. I mean, unless they got him on the cheap, I didn't see the contract. Uh, I, think was, what, I think it was one year. Yeah, one year, seven, seven point five million. Yeah, that's not a lot. So that's not that's, a lot. So I guess yeah, that's good. Just I kind of love it though for fantasy. Oh, for yeah. sure. Olsen, like. Yeah, to get one year out of him, especially yeah. in that, that two tight end league, J. Mike. I love, I love it just it. for having that guy in the locker room. I mean, that makes a lot of sense for people that aren't us <laughs> because we're just dynasty mindset, we're fantasy mindset. But mm. having Greg Olson just in the locker room is has a dollar value on it in itself. Is he commentating games on the sideline while the defense? He might. Play? <laughs> they should double dip. He should double dip. I think he's yeah. doing XFL games actually. No, Jerry, oh, Jerry? He, is. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He did really good, too. Huh, I'd have to check that out. I didn't know he was doing XFL games. I only caught clips, but it seemed like he did a very good job. Hmm. Might have He's to watch awesome. the XFL now. Yeah. <laughs> it's been fun. Wait, did you guys watch the 2015 All or Nothing? Uh-huh. Okay, so uh, if with you the guys Panthers? did not. Yes, with mm-hmm. the Panthers. I heard he's yeah, like, I yeah, I heard Olsen is like really corny. Like almost he's annoyingly corny. corny. He's a little annoying. But the yeah. best part of the whole show was when they showed Greg Olson playing spades with his kids, and he was absolutely annihilating his kids. <laughs> like he was, kind of yes, he yeah. was dunking on his kids in spades. Wow, uh, I'm the one who plays a lot of spades, and I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> he dropped, he drops. I God, I wish I could remember the scenario, but he dropped the card down and said, "It doesn't matter." On his six-year-old. Oh, my goodness. I love Greg Olson. <laughs> my favorite, wow. my favorite moment of that was when Steve Smith walked up to DJ Moore when he was a rookie. Uh-huh. He's like, hey, man. Should I start uh, you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got this flex spot right here. That could be about anybody. You uh, Should I start you? And DJ Moore kind of sits here. He's like, mm, Steve Smith, this is like what I you know aspire to be. And he goes, yeah, yeah, you, you should start me. Like. <laughs> But, but Will, it was, so good. Do you, you know what's awesome about, about that? It too? I remember, yeah, I remember yeah, that. He did. That was hilarious. But DJ Moore legitimately looked looked at the other options. That's what I thought <laughs> was the silver lining there is that DJ Moore looked at his other options on his roster and then he said, Yes, you should start me. Who did yeah. he see? That's a good question. It did they didn't say. They didn't yeah. say I know, but who asked a real question, discussion? Who did he see? Mm-hmm. Uh he saw ramen, gumbo. he saw Gallup. <laughs> I saw Gallup. Gallup. Like, no, that's not the week for Michael Gallup. Probably saw, probably saw Dante Pettis on there too. Like, I know. Yeah, I was thinking Pettis. Okay. Yeah. okay. Well, your roster sucks. So yeah, can start I, can me. I pivot, can I pivot right here? I got a real question. Uh, if Philip Rivers goes to the goes to the Colts, how many shares of Naheem Hines are you going to try to acquire? All of them. 
Is he even a different person than Jacoby Brissett? Are they not? Have you seen them in the same room? Philip Rivers' dump-off pass to the running back is unprecedented. Yes, give me all the Naheem Hines if Philip Rivers winds up signing. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to be overpaying so hard. I'll I'll take that risk. They seem to be unfortunately happy with Marlon Mack to the point where they might actually give him a contract. Well, he can have that Melvin Gordon role of getting like, what, 10 to 12 rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. A, a season, you know, and Nikhil mm-hmm. Hines can take the Austin Eckler role, and they can both be yeah. all right. Yeah, Nikhil Hines is Austin Eckler on steroids. I feel like when it comes to athleticism, so uh, yeah. I don't know. Did you see how many muscle ups that dude just did on Twitter? My goodness, <laughs> <laughs> is it pretty pretty sick? I saw 12, 12 muscle ups. You know how crazy that is. I didn't really. Uh, uh, is that a CrossFit term? I have no idea what those are. I just that's feel like a, my body would collapse if I even tried it one. I apologize. That is a pull-up into a dip. <laughs> <laughs> that is a full body pull-up into a full body body dip, and it is it is very difficult, and I just saw Austin Eckler oh, do 12 today. No. Yeah. Yeah, it reminded me of Christian McCaffrey when he came in with just like vascular through the roof, and it's like, okay, he's going to light the world on fire, and then he does. Mm-hmm. The man, I, I feel like there were so many things to try to be able to talk through with everything that was said. That was good stuff. Um, one thing I, I do want to just say real quick, and then we've got to get to your beer choice, Gabe, because you put up the bet. Or excuse me, you put up the odds, and I chose something. I don't know if anybody else did, but y'all were talking um, way too much football. My goodness, <laughs> <laughs> it got real up in here. It got yeah. real up in here. The, um, just real quick, Devontae Adams over the last two seasons. Uh, again, this is my super deep research that I just was doing now. Um, <laughs> in the last two seasons, he's got 23 of 27 games where he saw eight or more targets, um, 17 of which double-digit targets. Just want, just want to throw that out there. The man, when he's on the field, uh, Aaron Rodgers is looking for him early and often, no matter if it's Mike McCarthy or with uh, your boy, uh, I can't even think. Matt Matt Lafleur. Yeah, but to to get back, Gabe, what what drink did you go with? I, I bet on the ten to one. Give me the ten to one odds on the porter. Where'd you end up? Um, I looked too light, guys. Uh, that boy's got some head on it. Got some brain on that, huh, James? Oh, Boddington. Um, uh, Boddington's. Okay. Hello. Um, this is this is my brother's favorite beer. Um, introduced it to me. I I had never had it until then, a few years ago, and mm. and it's it's a night it's a nitro beer or can. Oh, yeah. So they uh they got this little metal ball essentially in there that kind of yeah yeah that they uh kind of have to just. Dump it in. Basically, there's no, there's not like the technique of the, the putting it at an angle. It's just like no, just ram it, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. So it's uh, it's good. I don't know. I and it, I I never I never see it. I never see it in the stores. And I, I finally found it somewhere. So I figured I'd give it a shot. Um, so Gabe, I got I gotta know, man. Is that a local a local brewery that puts that out or what oh no no that's uh straight from the it's uk like or yeah. that's like an old english beer yeah, yeah. Did, did shot did shot content yeah. that to you from from london 
Yeah. Jaguars. <laughs> we're uh, we're sec- secretly transitioning. Yeah, and that's <laughs> part of the process. So. Gosh. <laughs> I'm with um, it. Yeah, I uh, but the the porters also delicious. I mean, sorry for anyone who went out with the bets. Anyone anyone else have any have an idea what I was gonna do? No, I didn't think so yeah, it was it was really really tough to tell. That's for sure. Yeah, Jay Mike, in the nicest way possible, I thought nothing of what beer you were gonna drink before the, on the podcast tonight. I should have. Well, I should have well, put more thought to it. I probably come up with it. It's uh, it's actually my wife's favorite beer. No kidding, uh, and I'm not kidding. Like we often have Bonnington's in the fridge here at the, you know, the rest of the abode. Yeah. Oh, that's your vibe then, Boddington's. Yeah, she's she's much tougher than I am, so she she can drink the nitros. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, it was when 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 he got up and left, when he got up and walked away, uh, he put he put it up on the screen there, Will, and he put he put odds and everything. Yeah. It was, um, uh, that, that that's what I was going off of, but obviously it's not there now. So I look like a crazy person. Yeah, kind of like the uh, the chat, man. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's here one second, gone the next. It was hopping. I was I was yeah, trying I was really trying good. to bait some people. Um, okay, you know Chris is our beer guy. I was I was curious. I was hoping for the hazy IPA. That's just that's personal preference. But, that's you know I, I started with that and um, that. It, <laughs> that was a big boy. Um, I don't know if I could, I should have two of those, but <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> some of those they can be like seven, eight percent. Yeah, uh, that's exactly what it is, an eight point one. So, yep. um, but I and I was also kind of targeting Adam a little bit with the the non fufu whiskey. Um, just didn't just didn't come together like I had hoped. But here we are. Thank you for participating. This is a Boddington's <laughs> Pub Ale. Shout out to the True Thrill Will's wife. <laughs> I thought about the, buying the, the real thrill of the house. Real thrill. It's uh, it's unfortunate they didn't sell uh forty ounce versions of White Claw for tonight. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Wow, my kind of party. Yeah. Somewhere, somewhere, Jake Anderson right now is drinking and saluting you. That's uh, <laughs> a White Claw in his hand. So. I don't get the hate against the delicious beverage that's low in carbs. I don't get it. No, I'm not. I'm, we're not hating on it. It's the oh, funny part that it, he just did a forty ounce, a forty ounce. That's just an odd couple. Like you're marrying, the, the, you're marrying the hood. Yeah, you're marrying. <laughs> give a legit, me a forty ounce. Of, like, give moment. me some Cobra over in the white claw. The white claw. You're just you're the gonna white get claw, the brown paper bag. Yeah. 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 yeah, give me some Colt forty five over over. You know what? Take all your Colt forty fives, but you're gonna get all those carbs with it, and then you're gonna get fat, and then the joke's on you. Anybody drinking a forty ounce does not care about getting fat. Exactly. Oh man, I drank one like. One forty ounce in my whole life. It was at a, the night before I left for the Navy, and we found a random place in the woods. Drank one forty ounce, and you know what? I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy yeah. it. If you it were white, grape it to your hand. Oh yeah. What? Well, no. Could... If I had two forty ounces, I would have taped yeah. it to my hand. Okay. It would have. <laughs> right. Would have passed. I already knew you would have passed. I would. Yeah. Yeah. We had yeah. like. Yeah. Eighty ounces of beer. Oh my goodness. So well, I think for uh, I think for every forty, you can just do one of those Eckler ups, and then you're good. There you go, <laughs> all out, sweat it out. Do I get to take sweat weight off out. my body or or not? Like, 
Well, when you vomit, you will for sure. <laughs> so, so Devonta Adams last year versus Michael Thomas. Let's just do a quick comparison. Perfect. I love it. Michael Thomas has scored about seven points a game. I'm just like, uh, I don't know about that Packers passing game Sorry, in their future. I'm worried. Well, it was the first year with a new coach that almost ever know that almost never pans out. So it's that I foot mean, in head. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe the passing game was What's really it? effective in Tennessee when he was there with Mario. Oh, wait, no, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> hey, no, no Mario. That was like house. golfing. with. Oh, no, guy. Jay Mike. I'm just going to be quiet now. I'm going to mute my mic because it's still going to happen. I think, oh my Mariota, I think Mariota's going to the Cowboys, right? No, I've got a question. Like passer. Can yeah. anyone explain <laughs> to me the plays where Marcus Mariota came in? Anyone. Anyone. They uh, ran normal quarterback plays. But with Marcus Mariota instead of Ryan Tannehill, I don't get it. It was like when Lamar Jackson came in for Joe Flacco, but not at all because no, it was they like, ran uh, the same plays. What was it? I think Tyrod Taylor like came in for Phillip Rivers at random times throughout this past season. Yeah, like he he had like a number of snaps okay, like, for, Marcus, like like that's randomly. The, that's the problem though. Like Tyrod Taylor is <laughs> like Tyrod Taylor. Marcus right. Mariota literally just came in and took quarterback snaps. Yeah, Marcus Mariota wishes he was Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, right. It was like a random exactly. Send him in. exactly. Uh, I never uh, understood that. So, no. so quarterback wise, guys, I got like uh, I've been struggling with this quite a bit. Is is Drew Locke's value moving into next year? Oh my god! I tried to move for him in a couple Locked of superflex leagues, and it's gone very poorly to the Drew Locke owner. Uh, <laughs> as far as like, I can't like they they want a lot. And he was outscored in points per game by Jeff Driscoll last year. So I'm just – I'm a little bit confused on where his uh, – are we seeing the upside? Are you guys, like, moving him into the, I don't know, like top 18 quarterbacks for, for next year? February ADP has him at 22 – or, excuse me, 23 amongst quarterbacks. Yeah, 18 feels a little high. Okay, okay. Yeah, that, was just a ball, that was just a guess of a number. So. Is that four games? Four games for Drew Locke, I think. Four or five. Yeah, I don't know. Right. I like him. I like him to be honest with you. I I think he looked like the real deal. I think he looked at the point in the season where he came in. I felt like it was almost to the point where we saw Geno Smith for the Giants. It's like okay, I guess we technically have to see him, and that really wasn't the case. The guy produced, and I think they made a bold move taking Noah Fant in the first round because I think they might have wanted Drew Locke there. And they just felt like maybe I can get them in the second round. They they took their shot and they made it. J- James, James, let me ask you this: as someone who is consistently looking at and and diving in on superflex values, what's the value put on these young quarterbacks who are likely in positions to where they're not necessarily threatened by competition? Uh, I, I'm curious, and I don't think there's necessarily a set answer. I'm not looking for you to like solve this riddle, you know, solve for X here. But what? Hey, what? At least? For, for, <laughs> no, I'm sorry, Gabe. No, this is not not a not an actual I'm math question. Yeah. <laughs> calm down, calm down. Uh, the Boddingtons about bodied him. Um, so, yeah, what, what do you what do you believe? What, what do you believe that to be, James? I'm curious your, your thoughts on that. 
Yeah, I, you know, that that's a really good question, J. Mike, because I think it's interesting with the quarterback position. I don't know that youth matters quite as much just because these guys are playing until they're like 40, you know, when they're good. So uh, the youth is nice because, you know, that you can lock up a position for a long time. However, I, I think sometimes we overvalue youth in uh, at, at the quarterback position. But I will say this with Drew Locke, with Daniel Jones, with with guys like that yeah, and, and Kyler Murray. The great thing about that is, is that I think those teams are in a position or have um, already surrounded uh, in some of those situations, those young quarterbacks with playmakers. I mean, you look at Denver, you have Noah Fant, who's a young, young tight end on the up. Cortland Sutton is a guy who I think we're all, you know, pretty high on um, as, as an ascending asset. And it looks like they're in the market to add another wide receiver at this point. So I think the talent around Drew Locke is going to make him desirable. You look at guys like Daniel Jones, who has Saquon Barkley, you know, in the same backfield that, uh, you know, with him, uh, Slayton was a guy who really came on last year and 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 uh, and showed really well and good chemistry with with Daniel Jones and then you got Kyler Murray who I mean we know with Christian Kirk and then they drafted three wide receivers and Arizona might be drafting another receiver this year I mean there's there's a lot of talk uh, to that too so uh, the young running backs this or the young quarterbacks rather that came into the league this past year I feel like are surrounded by a lot of good young talent or we expect them to add good young talent around them. So I think that is where their value kind of gets inflated a little bit too much, in my opinion, um, because of that. I don't think that's always going to be the case. I think we're going to see some guys go to some situations, and Cincinnati might be one of them, where you look at Joe Burrow and uh, if he's if he's the pick there, and you go, boy, I, I like some of those pieces. I like Joe Mixon, but that, that line leaves a lot to be desired. And I like Tyler Boyd, but if A.J. Green walks, man, you know, what else do they have? Am I, you know, is that offense relying on Auden? Tate and and John Ross and guys like that. Uh, do they have a tight end? So I mean, I, I think I, I don't know that that situation is going to play out as well as it did this past season. But I think all the quarterbacks that came out this past year needed that. They really needed a, a good supporting cast to to kind of succeed. So uh, it, it's interesting to me. I think, uh, like you said, uh, J. Mike, you know the the quarterbacks are are valued differently when they're younger. And I think uh, I think sometimes we overvalue the the youth there. I have a question. What about a guy like uh, Cam? Sorry to interrupt you there, Adam. Go ahead, Gabe. Uh, I was just curious about. I mean, Cam Newton. You know, I think. I, I guess you could just bake in. You know, the injury. I guess, mm -hmm. but possibly just. You know, completion percentage. I think is the the hugest worry for Cam Newton, considering he he seemed to have been more effective with his legs. So, and that is more of a kind of a trend with these up and coming quarterbacks is that they're certainly more mobile. So yeah, they can play that till they're 40, but they're definitely going to have to learn how to pass like Russell Wilson. So, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, for what it's worth. Yeah, no, that's that's an excellent point. But I think I think that comes with age. I think we see a lot of quarterbacks mature in the pocket, become better decision makers and and become a little bit more accurate when they know the playbook really well. They know, you know, where where a player's supposed to be and that sort of thing. I think we see that a little bit more often when they mature and they get a little bit older, but really in their youth, that's when I think they can rely heavily on their legs because it's not, you know, they haven't taken the the, the pounding and they haven't they don't have that age on them. Um 
you know, that they will later in their career, which is really when it's going to hurt them. And I think you see that, like you said, with Cam, it's a perfect uh, example. You know, you see what happens when you can't uh, be an accurate passer and, and, you know, you're relying on your legs too much. Eventually it catches up with you. And, you know, the injuries are going to be too much to overcome, I think, in a lot of those situations. So, yeah, that's something definitely to monitor. And I think uh, that's another feather in the cap for Daniel Jones. I mean, he, he his accuracy looked fantastic this year yeah. at times. Um, he was throwing dimes. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you, you kind of feel like he's the kind of guy who, you know, if, if he can take some more strides in consistency and uh, pocket awareness, he's he's going to be someone who I think can be good for a long time uh, just sitting in the pocket and, you know, dismantling defenses that way. You know, I wanted to talk Who's about Who's a guy those? that needs to adjust then? I, I did it again. I'm sorry. I'm two for two now. You know uh, what? Just make it three, Gabe. Make it three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think, uh, yeah, the, the – there's a few guys that I think uh, needs to ad- to adjust that. I think the the glaring the glaring one for me is Kyler Murray, um, and I think that's because mm-hmm. I, I mean that's twofold. That that offensive line wasn't great. They were behind in a lot of games, and mm-hmm. you know your pass rushers are pinning their ears back. But um, this is a guy who we have ranked. I mean, he's going five or six in ADP right now mm-hmm. um, as QB five, QB six, and so if he's going that high, you know, you you really got to make sure that's somebody that's going to be around, you know, and have some longevity. So um, I think that's what Arizona is trying to do. They're trying to get some more pass catchers. They're trying to spread the field a little bit more, so you can't just, uh, you know, can't win with the pass rush too much. You know, you, 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 if you're going to blitz, there's going to be a guy open, you know, so that sort of thing. And I think that spread offense is kind of how they're going to try to do that. I don't know if it's going to work, um, but it wouldn't shock me if that's if that's kind of their attempt here to kind of prolong Kyler's career here. And, uh, and they got to work on him sliding too because he seems to take uh, more hits than some of the other guys um, that are running the ball uh, at the quarterback position. James, me and Chris just talked about that yesterday with the uh, Arizona offense. It's Cliff is a rookie quarterback at the same time as drafting all these rookie wide receivers, and he didn't understand that rookie wide receivers don't just come into the NFL and produce. So he drafts Keyshawn, he drafts Akeem Butler, he drafts Andy Isabella, and he ends the year with Bryce Butler as his wide receiver too. You know what I mean? Because you have to play a veteran there. Those guys just weren't ready to run five wide or four wide or by the end of the year, they couldn't even run three wide because they didn't have the personnel for it. So that offense is a sneaky ascending asset after people are kind of soured on them because you just drafted a plethora of rookie wide receivers that weren't ready for it. And if you believed in Andy Isabella, you should still buy him. If you believed in Hakeem Butler, you should still buy him. Same thing with Keyshawn because they just really didn't get the opportunity because they weren't ready to run an air raid offense. And I don't think that Cliff was ready to run an air raid offense in the NFL either. I mean, they were all rookies at the same time. Uh, What I did a little research on for a second there was uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. What what could you trade – uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, what would you get in return with Drew Locke? It was like the 112. I don't, I don't know. I think, I think I'd rather have Drew Locke in the 112 than Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm, that was. I don't, I don't have much interest in Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. And you could still get. Yeah. You know, extra on top. That's that's yeah. nice. That's nice. Yeah. He. What is he like? Thirteen. We were, we were talking about that. It's too high. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. It's like what? Yeah, it's like what? Like what is he? I guess I, I don't understand. Like what Jimmy Garoppolo has really done to to get yeah. to that value at this point. And you know what, dude? It's not even that Jimmy Garoppolo is a good or a bad quarterback. It's just that he's not going to ever get utilized as either. Serviceable. He's not going to ever. Yeah, he's not going to ever be 
used as good or bad. If you added up the running back stats for the the three or four major running backs, if you want to include Jeffrey Wilson for the 49ers, they were the running back two on the year. <laughs> How insane yeah. is that? They just took four different random running backs, none of them with draft capital, and said, you know, go win us games, and they make it to the Super Bowl. Right. Is Jimmy Garoppolo ever going to be valuable? Probably not, and you could still get someone like Drew Locke plus a first on top of that. That's impressive. That's something I would do like this second. Oh yeah, in a, in a heartbeat. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand the hype. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, Garoppolo. I, I'm. I would say that he's above replacement value. Like for for a quarterback. I mean, he's in a good system. I mean, Kyle sure. Shanahan is is a great offensive mind, but I guess his on field talent really doesn't lend itself to being the guy that you would want. Like from a from a fantasy perspective. I mean, we just kind of saw that play out. Unless he's like yeah. kind of pressed to it. So like that New Orleans game. I guess he, unless he's like pressed into it, they can just as easily sit back on their defense, which is what they pretty much wanted to do. I but mean, they almost they almost ran their offense like essentially just the same as like Minnesota like ran their offense, just like right. here, let's just do the bare minimum <laughs> right. on offense, and then we'll try and like sit back on our defense and let them do the work. And it's just if that's if that's the offensive mind, or if that's the like if that's the team mindset then that's not really something that I would want to invest in at the quarterback position. Give me all the ancillary pieces, but like I don't want the guy that's tied to it. <laughs> One of the best quotes I heard all season was, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is getting paid a top five contract to do the bare minimum all game except for make two plays. And I thought that was so <laughs> smart. That's exactly that's what essentially he it. Yeah. <laughs> Look, make your two plays a game, do the bare minimum the rest of the game. We'll keep paying you top five money. That's what right. he did. <laughs> he's, always, he's always been my conspiracy theory player too. If you look at his uh cap or his dead money hit, if the if the Niners were to just be free of Jimmy Garoppolo, if they're just cut him, he's super cheap to cut throughout the rest of his career there uh, in that, mm -hmm. that contract, which I, I mean, it, it's tough to say what actually happened. And they've signed just some interesting contracts there in San Francisco. That that's one of the the more fun teams to to pay attention to and how they're signing players and what they're doing with their cap. But if they wanted to move on from Garoppolo, they just decided, like, eh, we could do this with anybody. They they could pretty easily. They it, could, though. Would I, their season look any it. different if they had Jacoby Brissett next year? Probably not. not. Really. They're probably still making the Super Bowl with Jacoby Brissett next year. Yeah, I don't think it's like a, a massive uh, – and that's and that's kind of the sad part. Like, I know people would probably look at that and be like, oh, gosh, no way. But, like, when you look at their actual offensive production – I mean, what difference would you really have between the two? There's yeah, not a ton. Grapple is like a, like a four million dead cap or three million dead cap next year, and it just goes down. So mm -hmm. it's always been uh, it's one of my uh, like like fantasy cap conspiracies is that they're just they're just waiting for some for some for something else to happen in the league where they can uh, rid themselves <laughs> of him and uh, sign a sign a quarterback and do the exact same thing and, and boost other parts of the team or draft right. one and Aaron Rodgers him or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Love could I'm go there. Cap Love could go there. That wouldn't be bad. Yeah. I could see that. Kenny pops in the chat, hit us with a Jake Fromm. Oh, no. Fromm Come on, J Mike. Don't make <laughs> me talk about listen. Jake Fromm. A less tan Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm just saying <laughs> right. everybody hates. I'm just, I'm in. I, I am. I'm going to be in on everybody that draft Twitter hates. 
the last yep. two years, draft winner yeah. has been dead wrong. <laughs> Josh Allen, Josh Daniel Allen, Jones, and Daniel, Daniel Jones. Jones. So Daniel Jones, Josh if, Allen, if there's yeah. anybody else that we want to bury before they even get started, I'm I'm want them immediately. Okay, but I'm not doing I, I don't, don't want to brag or anything, but I did have Daniel Jones and Drew Locke as my top two rookie quarterbacks. So I'm just saying. Uh, I don't know that that pinned out. That was just me. I don't know. James, uh, I'm not sure James. where we would be without your humility, James. without yeah. your foresight. I try to keep things grounded as, yeah. as best I can. Yeah. yeah. Someone's I mean, got to stand goodness. up for the little guys. Yeah. Come on. I, 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 co-host, I, I co-host with Stompy. All right, I never you get to what? brag about myself. Come on now, you know. No, that's fair. Yeah. You know, that's I mean, let, give me some. Give me something here. Let me, let me, you know, toot my own horn just a little bit. Gotcha. This bit. is this is your moment. This toot is it, definitely man. Your moment. Yeah, yeah. Toot, toot, baby. Toot, toot. Yeah, there it is. Toot, baby. Toot, toot, baby. All right, Gabe. Um, let's get ready to kick rocks. We're pushing two. Oh yeah. Um, yes. I know that this is your this is your thing you love so much, getting us to the two hour mark. Uh, I didn't do a damn thing this time. Y'all were <laughs> nuts about Devontae Adams and uh, I don't even and know and football, football, blah blah. Yeah, yeah football, what... blah blah. Indeed. The, <laughs> the beauty of this was though, like how easy was conversation tonight? Yeah, like we could do this for I don't even know how much. Oh, this is nice. great. This was so good. Can I say what, huh? Oh, oh, could we? We could do this longer. Is that theoretically? Uh, (laughs) If if you plug, if you plug the numbers into the model, Uh, yeah, don't take into account anything Uh, like okay fatigue, um, you know, family, all these other things. Like if you plug it into the model, the model spits out a beautiful number that says this could be done for hours on end. Uh-huh. Without 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 uh, delay, so sounds I'm just like, I'm just saying. Sounds like Michael Gallup and his success. <laughs> mm. Don't consider that Amari could or could not leave. Dak will or will not be there. He had a cup of gumbo yesterday. I don't know, man. All right, two I mean, more life, hours. Life was, life was so much more simple with the Kimbeima gumbo. That's all I had to offer, and then I was out, and I let y'all talk about football. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was easy, and it was great, and it – I mean, j- look, J. Mike, I'll give you this. The sixth thing, it's its working out. And by the sixth thing, I mean the, the six humans. Uh, can be – can be <laughs> – Can be done. Is that verified? <laughs> it can be difficult. Hey, it can be difficult to do that. Um, on a podcast, I think. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, Adam and I had, you know, a couple mishaps. You know, mm-hmm. we won't say who's As fault. always. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> but it went very well. And you know what? I'm I'm impressed. You done good, kid. Great show. This was a great show. We are going to give everyone an opportunity to – Again, introduce themselves and then uh, call out their favorite soup. Again, um, you have to use. 
<laughs> can we just start the show over? Like, let's take it from the top. <laughs> take it back. I feel like we could top. really do this better next time. All right. You it was but, good, but... but whatever soup that you picked, you have to compare it to an NFL player when you say goodbye. Okay. So uh, we will start with the 101. Um, cause I guess we have to do that order for us to say goodbye essentially. So Adam, your one Oh one was good old chicken noodle soup. Um, I will allow you to have a soda on the side if it helps you, um, create an analogy for the NFL player, the sure. team, whatever it may be. So say what you need to say. Sure. Super easy. Michael Thomas is my chicken noodle soup because he's going to cure all your ailments as well as score you a ton of points. And also, I guess I do my plug here. That's A-P-W-I-L-D-E. Find us at DLF Mailbag. Find us at Dynasty Owners Manual. And uh, hey, thanks, guys. Thanks. Wow. That was, that was too easy. I thought this was going to be difficult. Nope. Uh, hit a he kind of breezed fire. through that. Jeez, he, yeah, but he's on top of his stuff. I'm taking notes here. I'm, I'm a mess. So just wait. Just yeah. wait. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Oh boy. I mean, right. the Michael Thomas. The what's well, okay? Give me the soda on the side at least. What's who is the soda on the side? It is ginger ale with Jim Bean apple inside it. Uh, no, the ratio not, is to be determined later. Not literally, Adam. My goodness. I think we know what the ratio is. I'm talking about mm-hmm. considering an answer. What I was trying to get you to answer is that the the soda equivalent to that of an NFL player. Michael Thomas. Is the oh. Chicken yeah. Yeah, I can do that easily too. Uh, my soda on the side is going to be Leonard Fournette, and uh, that's just you don't know what ratio you're going to get, you know, because he's probably not going to score touchdowns. But when he does score touchdowns, get a little extra Jim Bean in your glass. You know right. what I mean? You didn't mean to get that big of a splash, but you did. Now you're twisted like a Wetzel's pretzel, <laughs> <laughs> and you're winning the Millie Maker. Chris, what was he talking about with some nibs? Uh, I have no <laughs> idea, man. He, 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 I drank all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I that, bro. All right. <laughs> brain, brain on some other oh, shit. Oh, God. What, uh, what you James? Uh, oh. All right. Uh, James the Brain, oh. my soup was uh, uh, beer cheese soup. And that's Derek Henry for me. Um, you know, it's Derek Henry because it's a thick, it's a hearty soup. It, it, you know, and by the end of it, there's a little bit of a kick to it. And the more the more of it you, I mean, if you want to go go hard on it, you know, you're gonna you're gonna feel a little wobbly in the knees by the time you know by the time you hit the end of that uh, that big old bowl. So, um, so yeah, my beer cheese soup is Derek Henry. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at underscore James the Brain. Uh, you can also find. Uh, me on the Superflex Super Show as one of the co-hosts. Uh, you can find that on DynastyWeekFootball.com as part of their family of podcasts. Also, real quick, I, I, I hope I'm not overstepping my bounds, but I do want to tell everyone, uh, man, you got to follow J. Mike's journal. Um, at J. Mike's journal on Twitter. Uh, the first entry, J. Mike was awe-inspiring. It was awesome, and I can't wait for more. Um, so everyone everyone needs to follow that. If you if you want to want to follow some of the best, uh, the best stuff from one of the best guys you're you're gonna you're you know you'll ever interact with follow that and um it really really is is uh, gonna be something awesome j mike i'm looking forward to it uh for, to, to more entries so um yeah hopefully i didn't overstep my bounds by uh by telling everybody about that but uh but i'm i'm really excited and i'm i'm uh, proudly following after the uh the first drop there incredibly kind of you james thank you man very 
Very well put and very true. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I bet that you will listen to that and be like, damn, just kind of, <laughs> I mean, you, you know, you know, J- you feel like, you know, J Mike, you know, you've been, you've been doing this podcast thing with me. Um, you've gone on other people's podcasts. We have plenty of people on the open bar, but there's no way that, you know, J Mike like that. That's the truth. So absolutely. Um, big old facts. Uh, okay. Chris yours your french onion even yes, though, uh, james yes, will you allow yeah. him to put that cheese back onto his soup is that okay oh absolutely solid? i, I right. it's got to be as bourgeois as possible because i got to hear this player <laughs> comp here so yeah, yeah what did he what did you say to me talk dirty to me again <laughs> say it again well the omelette du fromage mm. omelette du fromage <laughs> uh. did, did everybody else watch dexter's laboratory i kind of yeah, feel like he's just from. calling me a douchebag though like yeah. he's just secretly like <laughs> yeah, strong, right. strong vibes. Yeah, strong vibes. Let douche fromage. I know, right? <laughs> <A> little... <laughs> that's not what I said. God damn it, Adam! <laughs> You're ruining the whole vibe. You're ruining the whole vibe. He definitely ruined the whole vibe. <laughs> that was smooth. That was deep. That was sensual. And Gabe just and perverted then, it. And just then, yeah, he perverted just... it. And Adam was like, "Did he say douche?" He said something after that too, bro. All right, go ahead. You just ruined. You just ruined the whole. Just the just the whole thing, man. Just whatever. I don't even know where to go from there. Just like I had like a whole speech prepared and everything, but uh, all right. Well, let's go. Let's go ahead and get into it. Allow me to reintroduce myself. Uh, my name is Chris. Uh, I, uh, you can find me at Chris Allen FFWX. And yeah, French onion soup. Uh, I guess I'm going to go literal for a second, at least in terms of the side, because that is one of the things that I like to do is brew beer. So I would put on the side of the French onion soup. So you got your French onion soup right. And you got the uh, you got the saltiness. You've got the I mean, just a little bit of sweetness, like from from the onion, if you cook it right, uh, with some uh, with some cheese bread and cheese and some bread on the side. The great pairing for that, in my personal opinion, would probably be something along the lines of a dessert beer. We're talking either like a blonde, or you can get yourself a, like a banana nut beer, something along the you know something along those lines. I mean, so I'm thinking about a legitimate like a good pairing if you're going to go French onion soup. You want something light, not something hoppy. No, I don't even really think you want something that's malty. You want something that's just light and has a good taste to it. So that would be uh, my personal recommendation. Uh, but uh, if you're not following me for food, you're definitely following me for for beer and that's what i like to discuss so you'll see me doing that uh during the off season if you're not following me for beer not following for food uh then let's talk some football i mean that's what we're here for right Uh, down here at the open bar we talk about life this that and the other but football seems to be a thing that we revolve around so you can find me on twitter as i mentioned earlier at chris allen ffwx and yeah uh I, i drag adam around wherever i can i guess <laughs> uh, i'm kind of stuck with that dude uh but yeah we're doing the dynasty orders manual we're back uh, third season uh so come check us out over there um uh, i guess we're doing the dlf mailbag that's what you know i'm stuck with adam for that too uh so i'm on the hook with him for that uh, so come check us out we'll be actually doing a live show tomorrow night um but yeah, between that and also you can find me over at 444 um, doing uh, like some best ball analysis over there. Actually, our first article dropped today. So uh, yeah, man, it's going to be a wild and you know, fun off season. So yeah, that's what that's where we're at. So come come check us out. 
There's never been a better dragging of a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know we were recording a mailbag episode tomorrow, actually. <laughs> Boy, howdy. Yeah. Ooh, eat yeah. at your soul like ether. Oh, I tell you what. <laughs> Buck, I tell you what. <laughs> you should have been dead, bucko. <laughs> Every time, man. Every time. Mm. <laughs> All right. Uh, did you did you pick or did you just kind of? No, he avoided away the question. That? He does. He avoided that. it. Okay, I avoided did you. It. Okay, that's fine. I mean, it's fine. I avoided it. It's I dodged it. I dodged yeah. it. Yeah. You get to you get to skirt when you want. Skirt, skirt. Um, the thrill. At least one of them. The thriller. The, the all time thrill. So, uh, one, uh, from Correct. at FF shows on Twitter and at Roto Librarian on Twitter. They're way better followers than I am. Pretty pretty bad at Twitter, as, as Jim I can attest to. When responding to coming on to this uh, i'm very <laughs> grateful you guys for having having me on it's been a great time and uh i'm at fantasy joe underscore will anyway we're just kind of like we're casual podcast we're trying to talk about dynasty values in our leagues what we're not specifically our leagues but try to keep everything in the the context of potentially other either little snippets or fun facts and things you haven't heard elsewhere uh but yeah we keep it fun we keep it light and uh, so I wanted to go with the super. I'm going to pivot a little bit here. So I'm going to get rid of the the young QB hype Dumbo, and also get rid of that nonsense J Mike soup gumbo, and give me two slices of the Traquan Smith broccoli and cheese with bread bowl combo. That's my soup take. Mm. Yeah, I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> There's some po- poetic editing. Got, got him scratching his beard. <laughs> I hear, I hear, I hear the wheels turning. I like it. I like it. I like it. I reach back out to you, the the prince of the pillow palace. Uh, invite you back into to my home. <laughs> oh man, into the place that I call uh, home, like his sanctuary. And uh, this is what you choose to do with my my heart, with my generosity, with my kindness. You choose to drag gumbo through the proverbial uh, basic just broth that, that is cheddar, <laughs> broccoli, and bread bowl. Um, it's just, yeah. just got to kill me. Gabe, I'm calling it a night, man. I'm <laughs> look at, look at, just look at this crust falling. I mean, J Mike's over there, he's been hoodwinked. Wow, bamboozled. Never seen him like this. Run amok. Yeah, talk about it, Chris. It's just nothing personal, but not a lot of things around with combo. So, and it makes me. I could never be mad at you, the pillow, the pillow prince of all time. I can't do it. I can't do it. Thank you, Will. Appreciate you, Chris. How do you spell that phrase? I'm I've been trying for like ten entries on Google how to figure <laughs> out what the heck you said, and I definitely can't put in what Adam said. <laughs> All right, yeah. you're finding out. Is it? Does omelet do omelet. du du 
fromage f-r-o-m-a-g oh fromage okay yeah got it omelet right. with yeah, cheese yeah okay all right all right all right so uh <laughs> um well real quick before i pass it off to you jay mike uh, are we still doing the football thing like chris kind of um passed and then i don't know what happened with the broccoli cheese bread thing there's a Traquan smith reference in there yeah I got you. I got you. Mm-hmm, I got you. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 You're guilty player um, every once every eight months. Yeah. Yeah. Well, ramen. Um, shoot, ramen. I still have all of ramen, right? So I can just kind of do whatever I want with that. You uh, can go XFL if you wanted, man. Bun. Oh my god! <laughs> you can do that. That's a ten cent ramen packet. You know, I mean that. that well, look, that's that's what you would have to do with the, <laughs> with the top ramen. Yeah, very much. Oh, man. The, that that OG ramen, that bougie ramen. Um, let's go. Hey, keep it on brand. Wubba lubba chub chub, huh? Wubba lubba chub chub. All right, little little bit of everything. Okay, um, it's the, getting swifty in here. It's getting swifty, baby. All right, the <laughs> the broth. Okay, the man is just hearty to the soul. He just looks like a genuine guy, really. Okay, um, not to mention the the pork. Okay, dude's beefed up. He's he is your workhorse back. Don't care about Kareem Hunt. Don't care about. A running back that they're not not going to bring in in this draft. Come on, it's, it's Wubba Lubba Chub Chub, baby. The noodles, he's he's slippery. All right, he's all around man, and he doesn't get enough credit. And it's Wubba Lubba Chub Chub <laughs> season. I'm gonna have some ramen tomorrow night just because of that. Just because yeah. I absolutely love that analogy. And Chub, I'm, I'm gonna wear my Chub jersey too while I eat it. So, all right, that sounds like a great idea. On it, but, yeah. That sounds like a wonderful idea. Wubba Lubba Chub Chub season indeed. J. Mike, what say you? Yeah, so uh, obviously Gumbo was the call for me, and I'm actually just going to say that this is the entire uh, draft class for the LSU Tigers. Uh, so no matter if you have in your super flex leagues, if, it's, if you want the spice of Joe Burrow, uh, if you want to be able to get the versatility of one Clyde Edwards Alaire, or go. if you simply want everyone <laughs> to sleep on you and still be the best thing, as as Ray GQ would say, the hottest thing smoking uh, at the Tell end me. of the first round in Justin Jefferson. Tell no me. matter where you choose to take Gumbo, uh, it's going to surprise you. It's going to give you the best bang for your buck. You won't leave disappointed. The only way, the only way that you won't like it is if you're allergic to shellfish, and that means that you're basically an Auburn fan who ends up also being a Cincinnati Bengals fan, and you, you know you, you get a whole bunch of Joe Burrow in your face, and you don't want to like it, but you keep eating it because it's wonderful, uh, mm-hmm. and your face just keeps swelling up uh, out of just this internal hate that's been breeding in your soul for your entire life because it's difficult for Auburn players to like LSU players, things of that nature. So that's what we're looking at with the LSU Bengal Tigers, the entire draft class, your entire first round of your rookie drafts littered with the greatness of gumbo, no matter where you choose. That's my, that's my yeah. soliloquy. That's know. how you end yeah. it on some Louisiana gumbo. There it is. Yeah. Yes, sir. That, you, have, you tied it you together. Have. Yeah. Yes, didn't sir. you? Yeah. That was cute. <laughs> wow. <laughs> nice little bell. Uh, Would you like to try the- Jambalaya next? Hey, listen, jambalaya is my thing too, man. I, yeah. I'm here for all of the southern uh, delicatessens, if you will. I'm, I'm oh, in the Midwest, we have goulash. 
man. You lost me. Not you lost me. No, 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 <laughs> no, I need some gumbo. Give me some jambalaya. Give me some etouffee. All of it. All of it. Etouffee. Uh, one of the etouffee one. Yeah, one of the things that I'm I'm most excited about for this year, uh, Lord willing, we get there, is I get to spend um, a couple different instances in the presence of Chris Allen. I think if we have our way, I'm going to be seeing Chris Allen at least three times in 2020, that and huh? I am. I, I could not be more excited. Specifically It'll be a wonderful for, time. Wonderful time. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with his grilling and beer making. And I think that we'll have we'll have a, a good time. But to our guests, uh, thank you all so much for, for joining. Uh, this is I, I really enjoyed the six person, especially just the conversation that was flowing tonight. A bunch of sharp dudes uh, who all have podcasts who do fantastic work. Uh, and I'm and I'm truly, truly grateful that you all would join us again. So thank you all to our uh, to the folks in the chat. Thank you all for keeping it lit tonight. My goodness, it was a good time. Kenny Pops came out. Uh, Zach, Bobby, uh, the the chat was lit from top to bottom, and 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 we appreciate you all very much. If you're not catching this live on YouTube or on Periscope, then that means you're probably checking out the podcast version, which we appreciate you uh, putting us in your earballs. Uh, for wherever you are. So I'm not sure that you're going to have a better or at least a more fun two hours uh, plus in your day than spending that with us. But we're grateful that you choose to be able uh, to spend that time with us. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. The list goes on and on. And we appreciate you for checking us out. If you want to drop us a rating or a review, uh, thank you. We'd appreciate that. Uh, and if you don't, if you want to share us with a friend, we'd appreciate that too. And if you want to do none of those things, we raise a glass to you anyway because we appreciate you checking us out one way or another. Uh, on Twitter, you can find me on, uh, at jmikecheck, at jmiccheck. You can find uh, the show's handle at the Open Bar Pod, and you can find my main man, the host with the most, Bungie, Genius the MC, Papa G, Gabe GQ, Intro Bro, a.k.a. Mr. Gearing If You Nasty, hey. On Twitter at FF Man Bun. Gabe, take us home. Did did you ask Ray? Did you ask other J Mike for, for the blessing on Gabe GQ? Gabe GQ. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. Somebody might have I to haven't. There might Ray. be a registered trademark. I might need to I might right. need to check in on that. It's all love, Ray. It's all GQ love. trademark TM. Wow. Please don't too. I felt good. Uh, yeah, that was fun, man. Flip the page. Mm. Dynasty is the newest rage. Ain't mm. no off season. Rage. Come on. Rage. Ah. Talk about All these uh, are dynasty. Uh, it's, it's, it's February 18th and we didn't talk about rookies basically at all. That's ah, who needs them? Hey, yeah, that's, is that's it, a welcome to accomplishment for this time of the year. Trade them for that. Trade them for true. <laughs> Too much time on Dante Pettis and Traycon Smith. Very um, true. Yeah. Oh, babe, I'm sorry. I've got, got one last thing. Here. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, just real quick. And, and James, appreciate your kind words earlier in regards to the uh, endeavor. Uh, for those that are curious at all, uh, I literally had um, probably the worst year of my life in 2019, just with a lot of craziness and life and heaviness. And um, my, my essentially, this was birthed from uh, literally journaling. I'm re reading a journal, <laughs> basically, of just things that I'm writing out, trying to help process and 
get through some things and, and something that was suggested by my counselor because, yeah, life is crazy and life is hard and doing it by yourself is a terrible idea. Uh, so uh, that's uh, if you if you're curious what what James was talking about, that's what J. Mike's journal is. It's literally uh, just my thoughts and uh, in reference to journal. And it, it's part of my processing. And I have no idea if this is something that's going to go on for a few episodes or years or weeks or if I'm done after this. one, I have no idea. Uh, but the goal is to be able to help process and get through some things and hopefully also let people know that they're not alone either. Uh, so if it's something to where, um, uh, again, it is it is not for everyone, but it's definitely for everyone. So I uh, hope you hope it resonates, hope it's something that you can rock with. And if it's not, that's cool, too. Uh, and, and and I have I have no I'm not upset with that in the least bit. Uh, but again, this is literally me journaling. <laughs> it's just, just writing in a journal and then reading it and uh, just uh, ho hope it's something that can help and encourage and, and just give some perspective. So, yeah, that's that. Mm hmm. It's beautiful, man. I, I can't say enough about it. I just, I don't know. It just, it just struck me differently. So, um, <laughs> I can't say anything more than to just check it out yourself. Like it, yeah. They, they might be five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Like that's not a lot of time as far as podcasts go, and it's, it's not even that. So it's just, <laughs> it's a vibe. Do it. Um. All right. So I don't know what. Uh, what else did we? Did I mention anything else here? Uh, thank you. Thank you, everyone. Um our guests here uh hey chris is there yes, any sir. way i could just like i don't know hit you with the with you you talked about beer so you so you, what you peaked on me is the uh uh the banana nut beer yeah so i've had this banana bread beer before and i think it was from uh shout out to boddington's again from england but this mm -hmm. banana bread beer was just yucky it was not good. So really? I don't, I, yeah, yeah. So I, and I, maybe, maybe I'm just not acquired to that kind of taste. I drink a lot of beer and I'm open to a lot of beer, but that mm -hmm. was just not it for me. There's about two beers that I've, have never finished. And that was one. So I'm curious for one, if you've done that. And, uh, oh, yeah. two, I, I know that, you know, you've, your DMS are certainly open to the masses as far as sending beer, but I'd love to, uh, um, explore that. Yeah, uh, I'm actually uh, there are a couple of recipes I've got that I'm cooking up for the summer. As J. Mike alluded to, there's a gathering that we'll have like in the June-ish time frame that I'll be putting together a keg for that. Uh, and I've got a few other empties that I need to fill up. So, yeah, that's one of the ones that I probably want to have. So, um, yeah, I've, I've done a recipe similar to that before. It's a uh, it's a it's a Lefse, I think is what's called Lefse Belgian blonde, I believe is like the name of the recipe. Uh, but it has like a like a banana like ish like type uh, type flavor to it. So I think you you might be uh, you might be interested in it. Okay. Yeah, the one I had was if like it's like run like you know runts. You know, yeah, you know the bananas oh, and runs. Like yeah. it was like it tasted like that, and I was like, mm -hmm. "What is this? Is, this ain't right." No, 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 no. I, I got. Yeah, I got you. I got All you. All right. All right. Um. Well, we can, get you, we can get you hooked up. Yeah. Um. Hey, J. Mike. J. Mike. J. Mike. Hey. You're. Hey. Hey. You're. Do we have, Do we have a show next week? Bro, we do. All right. Uh, we do. We do. We do. Nice. That's uh. That's good news, and good to know, because then I can show up here. Um, you know, nine thirty Eastern ish. Drop a link, um, late mm -hmm. to all my people, and maybe finish some spaghetti, uh, and then run for a beer. 
midway through the pod. All right. Put your drinks up, my people. Um, whether it's empty, whether it's non-alcoholic. Shout out. I, I saw um, uh, Deltron in there with the non-alcoholic beer, um, the caliber from Get- from Guinness. Shout out to the non-alcoholic crew. All right. I, I mm-hmm. went through through those beers. Uh, last- <laughs> Adam uh, last month and um, they were delicious and um, shout out to that journey just in general. But mm-hmm. um, that's it, man. Uh, I do intros. Y'all know that maybe if you don't, then I do. And you can find them out there in places. I, I you know what? I will shout out um, the most recent one I, I did do. I need to do that more. And I'm sorry I don't, but um, sideline sideline squib um, is the most recent podcast intro that i um did and it was fun i enjoyed it like those guys a lot um very kind um go check out that podcast not just for the intro for the football that's it um we uh shoot next week what is it are we still in february hey is the combine this weekend is the combine is it this weekend? next weekend is it next no next weekend next, next weekend, weekend? Yeah. okay all right well well we'll well, we can't talk about rookies until after that. So there, okay? You might have some hand sizes by then, you know? Yeah. Hey. Like some weights. You know, there you go. Where's, where's yeah, liver good when you need them, like Will? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I actually read a whole, like, data thing on, on hand sizes and running back production so far. So that didn't come up tonight. <laughs> turns, turns out I wouldn't be a great NFL running back. No, <laughs> I'm the degenerate who's looking to see if Vegas has odds posted on which player is going to have two different hand sizes. They probably right, do. Know, I didn't find nothing, man. I'm telling you, I'm bummed. Yeah. Uh, we'll wait. We'll wait. Once it gets closer. I'm the sure that's look fun. Look fun. We'll have to talk about that next week or something. All right. Let's get it. a half over under on the quarterbacks. Right. First round. I know. Hey, James, stop it. All right. All right. We will see you all next week. And this is where I say the